Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John. I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, let's get this bad boy going. Yes, indeed. 116 in Fisher's, our location, Joe's Grill. This is a Larcity Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots type of Thursday afternoon. Actually, 116 in Brook School is our location. We would love to see you here because you know this, right, to be true. They have great food. And, of course, what we have for you would be – here's the sample. If you guys are watching via YouTube Live inside the Winshuler's Spreadable Cheeses Lounge right there, uh, you can gather exactly what I talk about in terms of samples. This is the sample from Heaven Hill Distillery and our betting analyst, Brent Halverson. We'll get to Brent coming up in a minute. So if you're watching again via YouTube Live, uh, you can check out these samples and come up here and join us and have a couple as well. we got a lot to talk about today. All right, the latest, we'll get to this. Anthony Richardson was out of practice today, but not participating. Now, again, there could be some stuff happened to where he's cleared or the same for Ryan Kelly and without practice time or that much practice time or any practice time where they could be active, but kind of looking like it's going to be a Minshew mania coming up here on Sunday in Baltimore. And then I, somebody's going to have to tell me, I actually put this out there for local weather folks. And, and I don't know. Um, I, I think meteorology is cool. When somebody else is doing it, like I, I don't mind listening to it. Um, I did take a meteorology course and half-assed it like you wouldn't believe in college, uh, like I did mostly everything else, but except partying. But here's what's funny about it is I, I didn't know that you can have cyclones like on the East Coast. I thought that was like a tropical storm or hurricane or whatever. So I'm going to figure that out. That apparently is a weather situation to watch on Sunday in Baltimore, or in and around Baltimore, on the East Coast in general. And I think they've been talking about maybe three games that could have that particular effect. The the remnants of this Cyclones. Chris Jones, by the way. Shout out to see Chris Jones. Love Chris Jones. Um, so we'll talk about that over the course of the afternoon a little bit, too. I mean, not major. We'll see. But the effect on the game from a standpoint of wanting to throw it around and who's going to be able to run it better or any of that, 
There could be certainly that effect there. So that's something we'll talk about. Mike Chappell's going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, we'll go over not only that, the concussion protocol for both Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly. The toe of Quentin Nelson, Kenny Moore's situation as well. Get some major injuries. But I brought this up yesterday, and this is going to be funny, right? If... If Gardner Minshew is the starter, and there are a lot of ifs here, if he is the starter, and if we end up going down that path of him playing, and if he plays well, it is going to be interesting, the Monday sentiment on exactly how that is going to be viewed. Exactly how you're going to view that as, hey, you know what? And and in terms of, uh, this is a wide stretch, and I know that it is, but I'm trying to put this together to get you guys to respond to it. So bear with me. Let's just say Minshew has a game that was reminiscent of his second quarter when he entered the game in Houston on Sunday. Listen, Baltimore is one of the better teams in the NFL going right now. I completely understand why you're laughing at this right now. But just for the sake of the argument, how do you think you might feel if he's the starter if they look good, if they were to upset Baltimore on the road, how would you think about that come Monday and what you would like to see? Because here's the thing. We all understand this. We all understand that he should be the quarterback, and there should be no change there. Like, when people bring this up, hey, he's injured. He should have had a little bit more time. You know, maybe he's not ready. People have asked me if I'm disappointed in myself because I said he should be out there in week one. And I say, hell no, I'm not, because this is a part of the maturation process. This is a part of the growth for him in that position. So, no, I don't want to see the dude get injured. And that's not a part of what I was talking about. But if it happens... It happens because ultimately it does to everybody, and it is what you do to get through it. What you do to get through it, what you do to change it, all of that is a part of the maturation process for the 21-year-old quarterback. So, no, it is still great that he has been the starter. It's just not so great that he has been unable to finish the games so far in his first two starts. But I still look at it the same as I did at the outset, going all the way back when he was drafted, going through the offseason, going through training camp. It is good that he is the starter and good when he is healthy that he gets those reps. But you guys have missed out on a lot of winning. And in terms of Buddy Heald and the Pacers, I'm going to kind of wind around here and give you a bit of a different wrinkle on that coming up in a second, too, with that story that dropped when we got off the air yesterday. But you guys have been around here for a while, right? And let's just say the short term has not been robust in terms of winning. You haven't been able to soak very much of that up whatsoever. Now, you know, maybe you've talked some junk, got online, said, hey, this is our team. I like what we've done. Most of the time, we end up talking about stuff that it really doesn't matter in the now when you bring up winning. Give you a great example, like with the Buddy Heald story from yesterday, and it's clear that he wants more money than the Pacers are offering, and the Pacers don't want to dedicate a higher number to him moving forward or extending him in that fashion. And when you look at the Pacers roster, I guess numbers-wise and age-wise, you can understand it, right? But 
the thing that I really don't want to hear is, am, am I, do I get feedback in the background over there? Or does that sound good? It sounds like I have feedback. Is that just me? That could be just me. Maybe I'm hearing something right there. At any rate, when you look at, everybody brings up, well, the timeline. The timeline's not right in in the kill. Oh, that's that game back there. I'm sorry. He's playing darts. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought we were getting feeped. No, you're all good. Uh, keep playing darts. I go, what in the hell is that noise? And I see my man over there playing darts. No, keep on doing that. And I'm surprised, honestly, that I heard it because normally I'm very hard of hearing. But people are talk, really tired about talking about a lot of things. You, you get tired, even though you may understand the winning is going to take place further down the road. Or you're playing for the future. You get tired of hearing about draft capital. You get tired about hearing about entertaining losses. And you get tired of, of hearing about, well... You know, that's not necessarily on this team's timeline. And that's what people were telling me regarding Buddy Heald. And this can be a dangerous, I think, set of circumstances here for a Pacer team that is clearly still growing and had great offensive numbers last year. I mean, great offensive numbers. They just didn't have great defensive numbers. They gave up basically more than they scored, and they scored a crap ton. I love watching them play offense. A lot of times last year, it was brutal watching them. I think this went out too, by the way. Can you come over here and fix this, Dev? It was brutal watching them, especially out front, play defense. So I bring this up in terms of, all right, you go out and win a game with this Colts team that you're not necessarily supposed to win against a team that is one of the better teams to start the season in the NFL. I am curious how you're going to view that on Monday and then whether or not if you're still going to be on board. And again, there's this is a huge hypothetical and there are a lot of questions right here. So a lot of things have to happen. This is like the ultimate question parlay I'm giving you. I mean, all these layers have to happen for us to get to Monday and this actually take place. But it will be interesting to me considering just how much losing you've gone through and the thirst for winning that you have. We'll see if that ultimately trumps exactly, if this takes place, the necessary path for this Colts team in the growth of its quarterback moving forward. So we'll talk about that. I'll bring that up to Mike Chappell coming up a little bit later on. You can go inside the Facebook page that I have, answer that question as well, at JMV1070 on Twitter. You can answer that there. Again, there's a long way to go to even get there. But in the case of you, the fan, wanting to see wins and maybe, you know, riding, and this is no pun intended here, riding the horse uh, to a win, um, and how much I think everybody does like Gardner Minshew and how acclimated so easily he looked offensively in that second quarter, especially on Sunday. Those are things I'm thinking about for the future even if a lot of things have to take place. I know it's a really wild-ass question. Really, it's a multi-layered question, but you guys can go after that if you like. Now, I do want to double back because I brought that up. I also wanted to bring up Buddy Heald, and this is why I mentioned that this is dangerous because when people bring up all the time, Buddy is just not on the timeline with other Pacer players right now. You know, meaning he, he's someplace else contractually. He's going to get into his 30s, and you got all these younger guys – and I want to remind you that the growth of a team that still hasn't won anything yet 
also relies on the type of talent. And Buddy Heald brings a level of talent in his three-point making. I'm not even going to say shooting, because among three-point shooters in the NBA, he's a three-point maker. This offense was really good a year ago. They just couldn't guard anybody. Now, granted, Buddy Heald can't guard Brent Halverson right here, right? We've established that. But he more than balances that out because he can outshoot most anybody in the NBA. You can rely. That is a relied-upon trait, a counted-on trait. That's what he gives you game in and game out. And I've mentioned this. Here's something else that Buddy Heald gives that sometimes is completely lost in the basketball shuffle. I mean, it's easy to say, well, this is how three-point shooting or three-point making in this case, you know, that's how you win games in the NBA right now. Now, That's certainly the era in which we are in. Threes better than two, three-point makers, that's what you're looking for. I mean, everybody's shooting three-pointers. Not everybody's making consistently three-pointers, but everybody is shooting. But the other thing that Buddy Heal brings to this team that I've always liked, and if you watch games last year, it is prevalent night in and night out. It is the way defensively teams scramble to make sure they have him tagged. And then nothing against his teammates. Like it's been brought up to me. I mean, you guys got like, you know, Aaron Neesmith and, and other dudes that, you know, could end up taking a spot. And, you know, obviously he may be coming off the bench and all this. And that's great. I mean, those guys got better a year ago as well. But there's nobody out there scrambling to try to defend an Aaron Neesmith three-point look. Nobody. You don't get defenses mixed up because you got to make sure you know where Buddy Heald is wherever he is on the floor. You know what that is? That is an advantage to the other four on the floor. And that's what you're looking for. And I understand the situation. Sham Sharania, obviously yesterday at the Athletic, had the fact that the Pacers – and Buddy Heald are looking for maybe now a trade partner because their contractual conversations have stalled. And a lot of people are going, you know, this is just kind of the rite of passage here. This is what needs to be done because he is not on the same timeline. You know, he's a little bit older. He's going to cost some. you got to pay guys further down the road. I think that we all need to be at a point here with both our professional sports to where it is going to be more important to pay those that produce and that make your team better than worry about what happens two and three years down the road. And I know that we're talking about rebuilds here, but I, keep your good players. Keep the guys that you can count on. This has been an argument of mine regarding Jonathan Taylor, and especially this year, you could count on this dude. I know he was injured last year. You know what? When he wasn't injured, he ran the football incredibly well. You can count on him doing that. You have one game to size up with Zach Moss so far. And I mean, really, Zach Moss rushed for 88 yards, nearly five a carry against Houston last week. And for Colts fans, it, it felt like you were watching Jim Brown. Felt like you were watching Walter Payton. That's how good he was compared to the group that you witnessed in week number one. You know, it's about accumulating good players, but it's also about keeping those, especially that can give you a distinct edge. And that's why I think this is dangerous territory for the Pacers. 
dangerous territory because this guy offers up something that everybody else in the NBA would love to have. And again, not just a three-point shooter, but a three-point maker. And you take that away, you take that edge away, and then again, you take him off the floor, and then everybody can relax a little bit more, not so much worry about where he is. To me, for the other four on the floor, that's what's also key. And you could watch some of these games last year when you get a defensive rotation. For example, you get a Miles on a high ball screen, for example. Miles a slip, go to the basket. You know, Buddy Heel maybe crosses down baseline, comes back over, winds his way around. And then you'll have two defensive players running at Buddy because in the scouting report, you know that he's knocked down and among the best knockdown three-point shooters in the NBA. And then somebody else is wide-ass open. That's where you find those edges. And that's why you have a guy like Tyrese Halliburton who sees what's going on out there and delivers the pass for the score, for the easy make, for the wide open look. And I know that I've whined and cried about the lack of perimeter defense, and you are right to take me to task about that. I just don't know in this era of the NBA if three-point making is a quality that you so easily part with regardless of your timeline. This is my thought and my comparison with what is going on with the Colts as well. Bottom of the hour, Danny Cannell is going to join us. we got big-time college football going on yeah, this weekend. Actually, Friday night, tomorrow night, is Purdue and Wisconsin Ross-Aid night game in West Lafayette once again. IU in the black jerseys against Akron coming up on Saturday night, and Notre Dame and Ohio State in the big one of the weekend coming up in South Bend on Saturday night. Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell is going to join us. Danny Cannell also, uh, he, I saw this on Twitter or X or whatever it is a little bit earlier, had tweeted out Jim Fossil was his head coach of the Giants, and they were playing the Cowboys. And because everybody's talking about Deion Sanders right now, he sent out a clip to where he was the quarterback for the Giants, and apparently Jim Fossil said, you know what, we're not going to throw away or look away in this case from Deion Sanders. We're going to go right at him. And that was not the game to go right at. And we'll talk to Danny about that coming up at the bottom of the hour. Our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up here in the 4 o'clock hour, week number three. We're going to go over those raw numbers with Brent in just a second. Mike Chappell is going to give us an update on practice and injuries and such coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. And can't wait for this. He's been on before. I like him a great deal. And you know how much I love rural communities and how much respect I have for the farming community. Farm Aid is coming up this Saturday, all afternoon into the evening at a Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. And you get everybody from Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats to Bob Weir. It's Brent Halverson's favorite right there. Uh, you get Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds out there, Mellencamp's out there, uh, Neil Young, Willie Nelson uh, for Farm Aid to help benefit America's farming community. And I think that's great. The Jim Irsay Band is also out there. And I know I mentioned Mellencamp because for 20-plus years, our guest at 430 was the drummer in Mellencamp's band. In fact, he's the one that came up with the drum break, the drum solo, the drum break, if you will, in Jack and Diane. And Mellencamp said, hey, you know what? you got to come up with something special or I'm going to fire you, basically, right there. And he came up with something really special. Kenny Arnoff is going to join us, also a big-time sports fan. He's going to be in town with the Jim Irsay Band on Saturday. Kind of wondering if they're all not going to jump the Irsay plane and go to Baltimore and watch the game coming up 
the next day. But Kenny Arnoff, the drummer, is going to join us coming up here at 4.30. Joe's Grill, we're in Fishers 116 in Brooksville Road. It's Larcy the Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. For week number three, and here he is, betting analyst Brent Halverson, Heaven Hill Distillery, handing out the samples and giving us exactly what went down this past week. How do we all do? Well, you know what, John? Uh, it was Am an I interesting surviving? week. It's an interesting week. You know, you did. Yeah, Survival? We had three pushes mm. amongst our crew, so uh, you went five. That's eight. not even a good song by Matchbox 20 right there. <laughs> three pushes, huh? Three pushes? Yeah. yeah, we'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah, five, five, eight, and three. Yeah, I stumbled around a six, seven, and three, and then I was um, five, eight, and three. Five, eight. And That's three. horrible. Yeah. I'm no, under hey, five hundred now. What do we say? Weeks one and two. Yeah, and, and partial of three. But I think there's some good games coming this weekend. But well, uh, you got a lot of fat numbers on here. There's a lot of fat numbers, numbers starting with tonight with the 49ers. And what's weird is you know Saquon Barkley for the Giants. This is a big double digit number here. And Niners are at home. Obviously, if not the best team in the NFL, one of the best teams to start in the NFL. The problem that I have is Thursday nights are really weird. Would you agree? They are weird. Thursday nights seem to be really weird. And this one, at least according to the spread or the spreadability, when Schuler's Jesus, according <laughs> to the spreadability of that, it seems like that that big fat number, it keeps me guessing a little bit right here. I'm not so sure. What you do you know, think? You know it does, but yeah, and we're talking the San Francisco 49ers. They might be the most well-balanced team. Them and the Dallas Cowboys, those two teams right there look to be the strength right now, coming in after the first two weeks. Yeah. Um, but you got that uh, San Francisco squad that, that their defense is, is stout. Their offense, they've got, they've got power. Brock Purdy's undefeated as an NFL starter. Yeah. And uh, you've got a depleted New York Giants team. And again, go back to week one, Giants got to be 40 to nothing. They did put some points up last week, but they lost Saquon Barkley, and that's big. You got Matt Breda back there now. So, yeah, we got our spotlights out here. We got our glasses. I like on. it, I mean, though. That's okay. I know right? it. I'm getting really old. Like last week, I had to borrow your glasses. That's right. I got fantastic. them again, too. So, we're good. But, uh, you As know, of like, right now, 10 point favorite, 10 Niners point tonight. Favorite, yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, looking at that game, it's a little bit questionable. Line. You, you look at the uh, 49ers, they put up 60 points in the first two weeks. So, they have the third most points scored in the NFL to date. And you're going up against the Giants that uh, have 31 points scored. Um, and we all know what happened in week one. So, it's it's a little bit lopsided. Um, I you know I think this can be a powerhouse game tonight. But uh, again, like you said, Thursdays can get a little weird. They keep things interesting. Uh, Ravens Colts on Sunday, by the way. The Ravens, as of right now, eight point favorites. So you you had a point. I think at one point it was like seven, maybe seven and a half, and now it's eight. And I'm curious. I don't know if this is going to happen weather-wise. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's a little bit of rain, a little bit of sprinkles, or whatever. But maybe it's something even more. How do you view that if weather ends up affecting the situation Sunday afternoon in Baltimore. Well, you know, I think a lot of this game is going to really hinge on on Richardson, right? Like, what's his status? Minshew looked yeah, great. I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't bet. No, no pun intended there. Absolutely, <laughs> not not at all. And I, listen, when they asked me on Sunday, people were asking me on Sunday when I went on Fox Fifty Nine. Hey, do you think that he's going to be able to play? And you know, these things you never ever really know. But I guess you would suggest right now that, and it's not even so much. Concussion protocol, Brent. I mean, he, he could pass that tomorrow, Saturday, before the game, whatever. But it's the lack of preparation, the lack of practice. I mean, he's out there, right? He's yeah. out there walking around and such. But the lack of practice time for somebody against arguably the best team in the NFL, certainly the best team in the AFC, and maybe factoring in some weather conditions, 
I mean, I'm all for him playing and playing through stuff and learning, but you also do at times need to err on the side of caution, and this may be one of those awkward situations. If he does end up passing concussion protocol without very much practice, very close to the game, weather factoring in, team factoring in, it makes you kind of wonder if it's just better off if he just said him. Oh, it does. And, and, and again, big shout-out to uh, Gardner Minshew coming in. He, he looked great. I mean, stopped right yep. in there, 19 of 25 for 171 yards and a TD. Uh, he looked great. The problem is, you mentioned that weather, you're going to need to be a little bit more mobile back there in that quarterback spot with not having the running game like to do. But, you know, Zach Moss stepped up. He looked good yep. last week. We got one week to look at him. So he's going to need to do that again. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think we've seen the true power of what the Ravens have to offer yet, too. So, you know, yeah. again, weather might put it down on the ground a little bit more. You know, they're banged up with uh, Dobbins gone, but they've got uh, they've got a couple guys back there. The, they, you know, Justice Hill and uh, and uh, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards, thank you. You know, so they've got some they got some good things going on. But you got Lamar Jackson who can get it, scramble, run, do his thing. I think it's going to be tough for the Colts to uh, to overcome. They went out in the offseason and they added, you know, certainly through the draft with Zay Flowers, brought in Odell Beckham Jr., which you know hasn't had that much of an effect so far. But they added to, and obviously bringing in in uh, Todd Munkin, a, a new offensive coordinator, and they've added to the arsenal for Lamar Jackson, added to uh, help him out, and, and especially in the, the passing area, the passing situation. Oh, absolutely. And, and that Zay Flowers kid, I really like this guy. I mean, he's, he's actually on the, uh, uh, I think he had a little bit of a problem, but uh, he, he's going to be a stud down the road. I don't think we've seen what... Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. can truly do. He's not being utilized a whole lot, but they've got the weapons there. And again, that Colts defense can be suspect at times. I mean, I think we could see some fireworks in Baltimore. Again, talk a look at that weather before you, we uh, look into going any further with it. We got a large city bourbon locks and Luna's little tequila shots. I thought maybe you'd want to ask Kenny Arnoff a, a question or two, too, and all your big music guys. Man, so I got a fun. lot I'd want to talk to yep. Kenny Arnoff about. I mean, he's one of the greatest drummers of all time. Yeah, there's I mean, no doubt about it. Put him in that yeah. category with Neil Peart. And, yep. uh, you know, I could go into a Mickey Hart, Bill Kreutzman conversation there, too. But uh, a lot of great guys, a lot of great drummers. You know, I had the, uh, was fortunate. I'm from Seymour, so. Grew up in that John Mellencamp yep. era. Knew him a lot. Got to see him a lot. And uh, interested to hear, uh, hear his conversation. Oh, it's always good right there, too. Big sports fan, too. Kenny Arnoff is going to join us. He's going to be a part of Farm Aid with the Jim Irsay Band coming up on Saturday. Hey, by the way, friend of the show, Clayton Anderson. I think I saw a schedule release. I think Clayton takes the stage around noon on Saturday. Maybe around noon, I believe, is that time for our friend Clayton Anderson I think he's going to, if not, be close to, yeah, third on the stage, 1250, 1250 to 105. These are some short segments for these guys. Clayton Anderson at Ruoff, Farm Aid 2023 coming up on Saturday. Joe's Grill, we're at 116 in Brooks School Road. Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna's, Ul Tequila Shots. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, me, JMV, come by and get some samples, have some great food. We'll get you set for the Thursday night football game. But on the other side, got a big weekend of college football. I know Notre Dame fans are psyched. Danny Cannell is going to join us. BetOnline.net. You can find him on X and uh, you know, the former NFL quarterback is going to join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Joe's Grill on a Thursday. Larceny Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live. The stream, the app, HD Radio 2 and 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich, a Dr. Pepper, make it fast. I'm in a damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Welcome back. Joe's Grill, RCD Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, Fishers 116 and Brook School Road. Brought to you by this show, of course, Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. Winshuler, spreadable cheeses for your party picnic reunion. Tailgate, bring on the cheese. Original sharp cheddar bacon, cheddar pepper jack. Winshuler, spreadable cheeses for those that you're looking for in terms of recipes. Winshulers.com. Today, drummer Kenny Arnoff is going to be a part of Farm Aid, also a big sports fan. He's going to join us coming up here in the 4 o'clock hour. we got our Larsity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up at 4 with betting analyst Brent Halverson, Mike Chappell, the latest on Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly specifically coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline right now, a part of Dusty and Danny Sirius XM, Channel 84, weekday 6 until 9 a.m., cover 3 pod as well, CBSSportsHQ.com. And, of course, betonline.net. Former quarterback Danny Cannell joins us. I was taken by this, Danny. Thank you for joining us. Um, your follow-up to an X or a tweet, if you will, of some video of Deion Sanders, because Deion Sanders clearly is the hottest topic going on anywhere, especially in college football right now. And it was a game in which you were quarterbacking the Giants where you said, Jim Foster, your coach, no, 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 we're not going to go away from Deion. We're going to go right at him. And after that was a bunch of Deion Sanders highlights in that. My man, that's a thumbs up for dropping that in there. That's well done. Oh my! Who's who's De- what's Dion up to nowadays? Anybody kept track on him? Anybody know <laughs> yeah. what he's doing? No, way. went oh, very quiet. You know, quietly, yeah. quietly living a suburban life in a college yeah. town in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah, exactly. No, that is a true story. One hundred percent true, though. Leading up to that game, I was starting quarterback for the New York Giants. We had put in our game plan. We were installing it. Jim Fossil pulled me aside, and he. I mean, he literally was giving me this hype talk. I think Dion was probably nine, ten years in the league, so he was a seasoned veteran. Maybe even Jim Fossil thought he had lost a step potentially. And he was, you know, Dion at that time was multiple Pro Bowler and was like, you know what? I think we can go right at him. And of course, that backfired uh, dramatically in that game. It might have been the quarterback throwing the ball, might have been a problem as well, uh, because it wasn't exactly elite arm talent in the NFL. So, um, yeah, that was that. That was quite the night to remember 25 years ago tonight. Pretty wild. So you're a you're a young quarterback, you know, trying to get acclimated in the NFL. Right. And you're quarterbacking yep. on Thursday night. You're quarterbacking the Giants. What was your response when Fossil said, hey, I want you to go right at Dion? I mean, to be honest with you, you kind of like it. I mean, I think players in general love aggressive mindset. Hey, let's go for it on fourth down. Let's go for two. Let's attack the best player. And I do think at times that is the right mindset to have. I mean, we punted it to him. As you mentioned, he had the punt return. We weren't going (laughs) to shy away from that one. You know, he flipped around, had a 55-yard catch on offense. I appreciated the mindset. and And I think at the time I was probably like, yeah, I believed in my receivers. I believed in my teammates. So I think, you know, the competitor in me probably, you know, ill-advised was like, yeah, sure, let's do this. And I listened to my coach, so we tried to go at him. And, of course, uh, you know, history, uh, of course, spoke for itself. And Deion Sanders has never disappointed. I mean, you talk about somebody who has a way to rise to the occasion, both as a player and now as a coach. It is pretty phenomenal to watch. 
Yeah, it, it is, too. And, you know, very few yeah, can back up nearly everything they say and, you know, all their actions. And he's just a guy in nearly every setting who's always been able to do that. And, and it's, it's amazing for somebody like me that's been a sports fan for so long and, you know, trying to back up. You know, playing on a Tuesday night with a bunch of dudes in jean shorts is difficult enough for me. But this dude can back up nearly everything as a player, as a coach. It's It's been amazing and continues to evolve in an amazing fashion. And there must be something in that blood, in that Sanders blood, because it runs in the genes. Because I thought it would be challenging for Dion as a coach, because a lot of great players aren't good coaches. And it's very frustrating for them because they can't, they can't really get across their point. They don't understand. You know, it gets very frustrating. I think especially players that like to talk a lot of trash, you know, like Dion can't get out there and suit up. Like I remember hearing stories about Steve Spurrier, the Florida Gator former coach who was a Heisman Trophy winner. He would actually say, give me the ball during practice and start running seven-on-seven drills because he got so frustrated. (laughs) Like you want to take the field and Dion can't as a coach. And I thought that would frustrate him, but man – not only is Shadur lighting it up at the quarterback position, but how about his son Shiloh, who had the pick six yeah. on the national stage the other night? They have a knack, an unbelievable knack to step up on the biggest stages and back up the talk, which is awesome. It's uh, Danny Cannell joins us, betonline.net. We're going to talk about some games here. One would be Colorado and Oregon. But if you want to backpedal here, I mean, TCU, offensively, what they did to really spark all of this national interest that we see right now. And then Nebraska, they hammered last week, as you mentioned, against Colorado State, that back and forth they had with Jay Norvell in that rivalry game that took place in Boulder. But then now without Travis Hunter, you you go to Oregon, a top 10 team in the Pac-12 coming up this weekend. Size up that matchup, and will the magic continue, or maybe will it be downsized a little bit this weekend against the Ducks? Which Disney one was the one where the, uh, where the, uh, the carriage turned to a pumpkin, right, and the princess slipper? Cin- like the, the, Cin- that would be Cinderella, I believe. Yeah, Cinderella. Cinderella's story, all of them have to come to an end, right? The clock strikes midnight at sooner or mm. later. I do think this is where it does come to an end, like the incredible aspect of the story. And I feel like it can continue. I feel like Dion can be a great coach, but I do feel like there's a disparity, especially in the trenches along the offensive and defensive line. Like if it was seven on seven, I think it'd be a phenomenal game. Like go back and forth if it's flag football, but we know it's tackle. So I'll give you a little stat to put it in perspective because as well as Colorado has been playing, Shadur Sanders has been running for his life. I mean, he's been sacked over five times a game uh, this season. And on the flip side, Oregon has only given up one sack on the season. Like, they are doing a phenomenal job protecting their quarterback, balanced attack. Um, They haven't given up a turnover. They haven't put the ball on the ground or thrown an interception all season long. And I think that's in large part due to an offensive line, which is doing a phenomenal job blocking for Bo Nix who is on, you know, the other quarterback for the Ducks. And I think the Oregon defense will be the best one that Colorado has faced yet. I think they'll have Shadour running for his life all night long. I think it is the time to kind of fade the Colorado hype, the story, and go ahead and take the Ducks, lay the points, and go with the favorite to win here in Eugene. And by the way, I think every college coach in the country is secretly, and maybe even some of them openly, rooting for the Ducks to blow out Colorado because – 
not only are they sick and tired and they're jealous of the attention that Dion is getting, but they want this to come to an end because it's basically a free infomercial, which is basically making Colorado a destination spot for every recruit in the country that's watching. And then oftentimes some of your players who would love to go play there, enter the transfer portal and go to Colorado. So they want this thing to come to a, a screeching halt as well. It's uh, Danny Cannell who joins us. It is very reminiscent of Dion in Atlanta. And at that time, if you remember in the, the early 90s when he was in the NFL, he had that connection with then the hottest superstar on the planet was MC Hammer. And yeah. Hammer's on the sideline and all that was going on. And th- this is, to me, vaguely reminiscent of Dion as a player when he had you know that type of superstar entourage with him on the sideline. No doubt. I mean, when The Rock shows up, who, by the way, yeah. The Rock is a Miami hurricane. Like, he played football at the U, <laughs> and he's up there going, yay, everybody come to Colorado. I wonder how Mario Cristobal, the head coach of the Miami Hurricane, feels about that. He had four different rappers, both, which is kind of wild. He had some current rappers and kind of like 90s-era rapper. I'm curious to know where MC Hammer was. He wasn't there. But, like, he had star <laughs> NBA players, Chauncey Billups, Kawhi Leonard, Yep. Or at the game. Like, there is a star quality to Dion that is magnetic and makes people want to hang out to him, uh, hang, hang out with him, and actually come to these games. It is absolutely wild to watch this unfold. And unlike anything we've seen probably since then, the only thing I can kind of relate to it is the Tim Tebow era when he was, I don't think in yeah. Florida, because in Florida he, he was winning national championships. When he was in the NFL, there was a big debate, and I think it's similar now. Like, could Tebow play NFL quarterback? And there were a lot of believers. And, boy, if you criticize Tebow, they came after you. Like, they hated yep. you. And I think it's very similar where if I say right now, like I'm telling you, I think it comes to a close. I think they, need, they lose not only this week, but next week. There are haters. Oh, you're just a hater. You don't know what you're talking about. He's a great coach. I just – I think the, the hype has kind of reached a point where it, it exceeds the actual accomplishments on the field. And I think it's about to come back to reality. But, man, his fanatical following, much like Tebow's, does not want to hear it. And they will fight for their, you know, leader. It's almost like a cult-like following with Dion the way it was with Tim Tebow. It's uh, Danny Cannell with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. We'll stay in the Pac-12 for a moment, too. And, you know, not talking about USC. But I want to talk about Washington because here in Indiana – there are a couple of really strong IU connections. Michael Penix, a quarterback, Kalen DeBoer as their head coach. And I know that they're getting some notoriety, but like everything else in college football right now, everything takes a back seat to Colorado and Deion Sanders. Are we talking about the Huskies enough in terms of what could be further down the road? No, we're not. We're not talking about a lot of teams that are accomplishing great things because we're so consumed by the Dion conversation. I have a fun fact for you. I covered, okay. Indiana, I covered an Indiana Hoosier football game between Indiana and Ball State. I think it was 2019, I believe was the year. And Kalen DeBoer was the offensive coordinator. And Michael Penix Jr. came off the bench in that game. And I remember talking to Kalen DeBoer about his young quarterback and how much he raved about his skill set. And I remember watching him being like, yeah, he's got a great arm, really good athleticism. And what a career path he has taken and Kalen DeBoer, where once DeBoer left to Washington, I, I really liked the hire that he, uh, when he was out there. 
uh, he went to Fresno, I think, first, right? I think he went to Fresno first. Yes, and then went yeah, out he was the head coach game. there, yeah. So, which is kind of crazy how in that quickly of a time period we have, you know, full circle moment with these two coming back together. Penix, of course, dealt with injuries, dealt with a poor Indiana Hoosier team, and everybody wrote him off. And then they reunite, and they have this magical season last year. And then this year, they are off to an incredible start. I think quietly, they are having the most impressive season of anybody in the country. And I would put that over Texas, over Florida State, over Georgia, over Michigan, Ohio State. They have looked close to perfection, the Washington Huskies have, in every single game. And that includes, you know, wins a blowout win over Boise State, who's a pretty good, you know, group of five team all the time, pretty good brand. And then what they did last week against Michigan State was absolutely off the charts. I mean, going into East Lansing, I think a lot of people said, oh, that could be the time when, you know, Washington has their first real test. Well, 41-7, to absolute blowout of, you know, of those, uh, you know, of Sparty. And then once again, Michael Penix throws for 473 and four touchdowns. He's averaging 444 yards a game. That is insane when you think about the numbers and the domination, 12 touchdowns, one interception, people will start noticing here pretty soon, uh, you know, when they start turning their attention out West. I don't know if it happens, you know, probably the next two weeks they play Cal and Arizona, but then they have the Oregon Ducks on October 14th. I think that's when people really start turning their attention to the Washington Huskies and Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, it was the, uh, it was definitely the, uh, the, the, the COVID season, uh, the Penix and, and DeBoer stepped up and then got Tom Allen here at IU. Yep. Yeah, it got him. He got him the extension, and now obviously things aren't going as well. Hey, I got a quick 30 seconds. I did want to ask you before I bail here, Danny. Thoughts on Notre Dame and Ohio State on Saturday night? Boy, I tell you, I like the, I like the fighting Irish in this one. Uh, you know, home underdog in this situation. I mean, last year, this game was lower scoring, right? 21-10, Notre Dame was held to 254 yards of total offense. But guess what they didn't have? They didn't have a quarterback. Now they do. Sam Harvin has really opened up this system. So I like him. And I think their defense, which held Ohio State in check last year, I think they do enough this year. I like the fighting Irish in this one. Danny, I always love talking to you about any form of football, and especially college football. BetOnline.net is where you can find Danny. Uh, BetOnline.net and, of course, Sirius XM Channel 84, weekdays 6 until 9 a.m., the Cover 3 pod, and CBSSportsAQ.com. Danny Cannell on what is now known as actually formerly known as Twitter with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Danny, have a great weekend watching it. Next time I have you on, I want to get your thoughts on Anthony Richardson. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more uh, to, to talk about once uh, that time occurs. But jump back on here, Andy, again, whenever you can. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Tell him to get down. Get down and protect his body. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. No doubt about it. See you, See you. Danny Cannell right there. BetOnline.net. It's BetOnline.net. Danny Cannell, the former collegiate and NFL quarterback. Larceny Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Ben Halverson rejoins. I think Ryan Miller's here. Two of Joe's Grill and Fishers. Larceny Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Top of the 4 o'clock hour. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. I've got Sandler tickets. For you as well, coming up, 93.5107.5 The Fan. The- Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ride with JMV. Say, man. 
You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Danny Cannell podcast, 107.5thefan.com. Danny was awesome, by the way. BetOnline.net. Serious XM, little college football conversation, and then some right there. Joe's Grill, Fishers, 116 and Brooks School Road. Brent Halverson, betting analyst. Ryan Miller runs the joint here. How are things going? Doing well. Uh, everything's been going well. I got to grab a pizza. I'm, I'm getting a pizza on the way home tonight, I think. I got to okay. do that. Well, we have them. Pizza so. time, baby. <laughs> good, good. You call. have pizzas? Okay, yeah, thank we you. still have all the pizzas. <laughs> no, it's uh, Joe's here. Joe's Fisher's here is. Out of all the other stores, uh, this place is just—it's a monster. You never know. What it's to a do staple, with this. baby. Like, yeah, it just yes. keeps going. So it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, we're excited. You know, football season's here, so we're getting back into you know all of our good games and Saturday and Sundays yep. just going nuts. Uh, so excited for that. The winter's coming around. You know, we always do a bunch for that. Once the winter season hits, we have parties over at Westfield and going on here. So. Everything's good, man. Just you guys get so many people in here. I'm thinking we need to take over this old Marsh location. Right yeah, here. There's something here. We'll knock down one of these walls. <laughs> Fit some more people in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this is a great place. What do you got? Uh, anything new added to the schedule? Menu-wise? Uh, Menu-wise, yeah. We, uh, we just had a big uh, menu rollout. Those Philly mm. cheesesteak egg rolls are the mm. ones that everybody's going nuts over. I don't think... Did we get you any of those yet? Those oh, are amazing. No, that's the man. one. Them, yeah. That's uh, that's the one that I can't keep in stock because I think my servers and bartenders and cooks keep eating them all. <laughs> so we, we brought those in, and they all figured that out, and they're just flying off the shelves. Uh, but yeah, those are good. We have a bunch of brisket over here now, chopped brisket. So you can I dig on brisket right there. So yeah, after this, I'll I'll get you some snacks. Oh, I was dis- I was so disappointed today. I got here and I was so excited to be on your show. Yeah, and I pull up here. And there's no cheese for me to snack on the whole show. <laughs> Win Schuler's incredible cheeses. And here's what's amazing about that. I We're talking so about excited. the business owner that wants me to bring the cheese in here. I didn't even Where's eat today. the cheese? <laughs> I didn't eat today. I knew I was coming on. I was like, we get cheese. <laughs> we get cheese. You, you you see keep, me? You've been giving me snacks every time I get on here. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we were at Joe's in Castleton. I was there. And I had to hide one because you guys all I ate it. I go, I'm going to take some of this stuff home, man. What the hell? I was hiding the cheese. The pepper jack one? Yeah, I saw oh, that. Yeah. You see like that? Five o'clock hour. I went over and grabbed it. And I was like, Britt, get over here. We're diving <laughs> that in. Good. That was good. You ready to do some Larsen the Bourbon Locks, Luna's Old Tequila Shots coming Absolutely. up here? Absolutely. Week three is here. You got it. All Let's right. My it. guys coming up at Joe's Grill next. Kenny Arnoff, the drummer, the incredible drummer. Bottom of the hour. He's going to be a part of Farm Aid coming up on Saturday night. But week three, Larsity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots coming up from Joe's Grill and Fishers. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of damn nerds. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Joe's Grill, 116 Brooksville Road in Fishers. Larson New Bourbon Locks, Luna's Old Tequila Shot. Say hello once again to betting analyst Brent Halverson. Hey now. Ryan Miller, who runs the place here at Joe's Grill. Ryan, hello. What's going on? What are we thinking about right here? Thinking about some uh, week three picks here, John. Like I said, we, uh, weeks one and two are out of the way. We, we knew there were going to be kind of some question marks there. I think we've seen a little bit. It's time to start 
up at the gas. What are you thinking about over there, Miller? I'm thinking about when did your title switch to betting analyst? Like what year was that? I answered everything. uh, Okay, I didn't know if like because it seems to be this year. It's been like it's been like our Larson Egar, Heaven Hill guy. See, you caught me, Halverson, but now it's betting analyst. Like I didn't know when you got the promotion. You caught me there, Ryan. I was thinking about former porn star Amber Lynn. But then you caught me. You caught me. me. There's a great story behind transition. You caught me. There's a great story behind that. And I'll tell that story at some point. Ooh. Because it, it's almost been a year since you became our betting analyst. Now, do people call you the betting analyst when they see you out now? Uh, like Miller and Nally and, and you know, a few other people. I've that, never uh, said that till this day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys want to do some Larson Bourbon Locks? Saludos on Tequila Shots. Week number three, live from Joe's Grill. Cue the band, James. Let's go. Larson Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. That's tonight. Levi's Stadium. The fly is open at Levi's tonight. Ten-point favorites are the Niners, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL, and get the Giants in there right now, one and one of the season. You know, Thursday nights are really weird, Brent. I just don't think they're weird enough for me to back up selecting the Giants in any form or fashion right here. Lay that big, fat number 10 and give me the Niners, sir. That is a big fat number, but you're right. I mean, this is uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup here. Again, probably the best team in NFL right now, San Francisco 49ers. They have all their weapons out there going. Their defense is stout. Giants are without Saquon Barkley, we know. Matt Brady's not going to be the guy. Danny Dimes doesn't really have it. I'm going to join you there, John. Give me the uh, 49ers. I'll lay the 10. I look for a 20-point 20, 20 win. What do you got there, Ryan Miller? Uh, looking at the spreads this week, this is a, one of three different games that's a double-digit spread. That's It seems big for week yes. three, so I figured I'd ch- choose one side and go with it. And between all three of these double-digit games, I'm going to have to go with the big boys. We'll stick with the San Francisco 49ers. You know, the, the, the Titans are survivors. I mean, they are. You know, and nothing really jumps off the page and goes, oh, wow, the Titans but they just seemingly survive. They are four-point underdogs on the road at Cleveland coming up this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and take those four points. Give me the Titans on the road, Brent, against the Browns. They are survivors. You're absolutely right. And Cleveland still, to me, has not done what you think they're going to do. Deshaun Watson, he still doesn't look like he's kind of fully knocked all that rust off. They lost Nick Chubb. That's a big loss. However, that'll segue into the Lunazul shot of the week. Jerome Ford, as everybody probably you knows, you've got to grab him if you can. Everybody in the world's picking that dude up right now. He had 16 carries for 106 yards and a TD. Dude looked pretty good, but it's not going to be good enough. I, I think Tennessee, give me those four points. I'll take the Titans to cover. Miller. Yep, I'm sticking with the Titans plus four. Chubb going down last week's obviously a big uh, issue, but Browns just can't do enough to be able to keep that four points up. Larcy Bourbon Locks, Lunas will tequila shots. All right, Falcons and Lions. How about Atlanta being a surprise so far this season? And Detroit got a letdown in overtime against the Seahawks last weekend. Three points, favorites at home in Detroit. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the number and take the Lions. And for my Luna Zul tequila shot, how about Sam Laporta? Um, Jamison Williams has been missing time. I think the first six games of the season he has a suspension. And it seems like Laporta is getting a lot more attention, a lot more focus offensively. That is my Luna Zool tequila shot of the week, Brent Halverson. Yeah, it's a great pick. I think he's going to be a stud long-term, too. So dynasty-wise, it's a great guy to look into. Hey, you're right. The Falcons have been surprising, right? Falcons are tuning. They beat our Packers in the last minute of the game last week. And it was hard to watch. Green Bay won that or was leading the whole game. Atlanta comes back. They had what it took. And uh, Koo, Koo kicked it through, right? So that was uh, unfortunate. But uh, I don't think they're going to do it here. I think the Lions, I like the Lions. I know the Lions are 
Montgomery's questionable. That's going to be a little bit uh, uh, issue there, but I think uh, I think they've got what it takes. I think the Lions' firepower is big. I think it's going to be a pretty good sized game here. Good shootout. Give me Detroit. I'll lay the three. It's Ryan Miller. Yeah, Packers last week we it was terrible. We laid down twelve points in the fourth quarter yeah. uh, going into it, and you weren't happy about it, were you guys? Uh, we screwed up on both sides of the ball, but I don't think the Falcons can do that again. I think Detroit's going to take them by three. A lot of screwing up going on last week in terms of the uh, two Packer fan guys right here, but one and a half point favorites at Lambeau against New Orleans. I'm going to go ahead and lay that one and a half. Give me the Packers at home, and not because I'm a Packer fanboy. Maybe because I'm sitting at a table with two of them right here. Brent. Hey, I like it, John. I mean, I like this number, too. You know, I mean, the Saints didn't look. I watched them the other night. They didn't look like they had all the firepower. They pulled out the win late in that game there. But uh, I think Green Bay's got uh, some good stuff going. Watson's probably not going to be playing. I think Aaron Jones will be back, which is huge for us. Give me the Packers. Lay the one and a half. Go pack go. Miller. I wasn't sure about Watson and Jones. I looked that up earlier. It looked like Watson took some r- runs today, but Jones did not. That's what I was reading. And then thought. Watson, well, no, it was the other way around. Watson okay. is off, and then Jones did practice oh, well, a little bit. Okay. Well, either way, uh, I'm really excited about this game. Uh, this home opener, too, right? Yep, home opener. Packers, That's it's right. going to be nuts up there. It's Absolutely insane all across uh, Green Bay and Lambeau. I think one and a half. Is that what you guys have or two? Yep, one and yeah, a half. One and a half. Oh, I think this is a wonderful game. Packers all the way. Locks City Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul, Tequila Shots, Week 3, Joe's Grill, 116, Brooksville Road, and Fishers. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're following along at home right now. Texans, we're miserable. Texans lose their home opener to the Colts last week. Jacksonville disappointing, losing their home opener to Kansas City last week. Jacksonville, eight and a half point favorites. I'm going to take a level of disappointment over just a crappy team in general. I think C.J. Stroud is going to have a really good afternoon against that secondary of the Jaguars, but not nearly enough. Lay the eight and a half. Give me the Jags at home. Brent. Yeah, this is a tough line, right? I mean, it's it's hard to say. I like C.J. Stroud. I, I like I too. I, right. I yeah. like him. I like what he's done. And uh, Nico Collins, my Lunasville shot time. of the week last week, yes. he came out big. He big put up time. 26 points in fantasy. He and Stroud were the only two guys that could do anything against the Colts Oh, last you're week. absolutely right. Everything else was inept. I, I think, you know, again, this is a big number here. It was kind of an odd number to see here, but I'm with you. I'm going to take Jacksonville. I hate laying that eight and a half in this spot, but I'm going to do that as well. Give me Jacksonville Jaguars, lay the eight and a half. Miller, talk to us. I'm going to go against you guys just on this one. I just don't think the Jaguars have enough to cover all eight and a half of those points where the Texans, they, they, they could absolutely obviously do it, but neither team has shown anything special enough for me to say this line deserves to be that high. Oh, the Broncos last week had a lead. It failed. Then they hit on a Hail Mary and could not get the two-point conversion in, which they needed last week, and then ultimately lost. Now, what's funny about that is uh, there was a blatant hold on that two-point conversion that should have been called. It was not. Uh, Sean Payton's team now on the road against Miami. Uh, This is bad news. Six-point favorites, the Dolphins at home. I still think the Dolphins need to add a piece, and we can argue whether or not if that should be Jonathan Taylor one of these days, but the Dolphins are offensively legit. Now, defensively, they've got some issues there and, you know, something kind of in the pages of National Enquirer, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the point total. The points, I should say, the six points I'll lay. Give me the Dolphins at home, Brent. Yeah, you know, the Broncos, again, they, they stumbled both, both weeks here. They looked a lot better than they did week one. Uh, they, 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 last week they looked a lot better than they did in week one. I think going to Miami, Miami, a little bit of questionable with Jalen Waddell, if he's going to be playing or not. Yeah. We still haven't heard that's kind of a big deal. I know Hill had a couple issues as well. But uh, you know what? I love Miami in this spot. I think Miami's got the firepower. They're tied for second and most points scored out the first two weeks. 
Give me Miami, John, and let's go ahead and lock this one up. This is the Larson lock, lock of the week. Miami Dolphins lay the six. Ryan Miller, I'm going to stick with you. Broncos have just not shown enough. They've lost a game by a point, then by two points. I mean, they're getting close on those, but I think this week they're actually just going to get blown out uh, down there in Miami. All right, here's the reason why I'm going this direction. You get the Chargers and Vikings. The Vikings one-point favorites at home, and the Vikings have been disappointing. Tommy, yes, sorry about that, no doubt. But maybe the largest disappointment has been the Chargers, and I think well on his way to becoming an ousted coach uh, is that of Coach Staley with the Chargers right now. I I don't trust it whatsoever. I'm going to lay that one. I'm just going to take the Vikings because they're at home. And it just seems like more times than not, this talented Chargers team – is a mess, and that's going to end up falling on the shoulders of the head coach at some point here. Hey, the one positive thing in this game, John, is uh, somebody's going to get a win, right? Yeah. They're both sitting at 0-2. Yeah. Somebody's going to win this game. I think this is going to be a shootout. I love the over in this game. I think you're going to see a Justin Jefferson 200-yard-plus game. Uh, Jordan Addison, I think he's a stud out that's, there as That's well. somebody you ought to look at as far as Luna's old tequila shots. Oh, he's a stud. Yeah. Absolute stud. I am going to join you here. I'm going to take Minnesota being at home. A lot of money switch, too. The money was uh, on the Chargers. They opened up a one-point favorite. They're now a one-point dog. I'm going to lay the one with Minnesota. Give me the Vikings. What you got, Ryan Miller? I'm just going to bet with my heart and what I want on this one. Uh, two own two teams. I do think the Vikings have a probably the better shot of this, but I am personally going to take the Chargers for my buddy Tom Sutton. Oh, bad start. <laughs> bad start for the Patriots so far. The Jets... Zach Wilson's just not going to be it. Um, he got lucky in that opener. Uh, no doubt about that, the way things went, especially the way Josh Allen was playing with the Bills. Uh, not so much luck here. I think there's going to be a breakthrough of sorts. That breakthrough is going to be with New England on the road. Two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Jets. Lay the two-and-a-half. Take Belichick's crew to break through on the road this weekend, Brent. Yeah, this is one of those games, John, I personally will not touch. This is a game I won't yeah. even watch. I don't even want to watch, right? right? But you know what? I, I honestly think, like you say, you're sitting, you're looking at this game, you're thinking, you, you got Zach Wilson, right? You always bet against Zach Wilson. I tell you, their defense is tough. If they get Brees Hall and run him like they should, they can control this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to take the Jets plus two and a half at home, as always, in a two-and-a-half-point line by the half point. I can see you're not going to touch that. Why we wouldn't want to touch that right there. All right, what you got, Miller? Uh, yeah, week one, the Jets came out. They got it, ended up with a pretty fun game, uh, the way that worked out. And then the following week, Zach Wilson did exactly what we expected him to. And I think that's what we're going to see for the rest of the season. I'm going to stick with the Pats. Hey, the post Daniel Snyder era has been a good one so far, right? For the commanders and the bills come to town. I, I wrote off the bills last week. You know what? They're just not as good offensively as they should be. They put up 38 last week. So, Hey, shut up nerd is what they said to me. <laughs> six and a half point road favorites in Washington. I'm going to take that plus six and a half. Brent. I'm going to take the commanders at home this weekend. What do you got? Yeah. You know, they're surprising, right? Sitting at 2-0. Sam Howell looks pretty good. Yeah. they got a pretty good, decent squad. I think the Bills are starting to get a little juju back, though. I think Buffalo's going to go in. They're going to cover this game by a touchdown. I'm going to take Buffalo Bills, lay the 6.5. Miller. Commander's been fun and surprising. Uh, they might be able to hang with them, man. I'm going to take the plus 6.5 with the Commanders, see if they can at least cover that spread. Marcy Berbalox, Lunazil, Tequila Shots, Joe's Grill, 116 Brooksville Road. We're in Fishers, week three. Uh, the Panthers can't do much. And now already Frank Reich, their first-year head coach in Charlotte, is being asked if he's going to continue calling plays. 
So you got some negativity swirling around. That's not going to help this cross-country venture to Seattle. Seattle didn't look good in their opener against the Rams at home, losing. But they're six-and-a-half-point favorites. Lay that six-and-a-half, Brent. Give me Seattle at home. Yeah, I think it's a good call. You got the red rifle looking like he's going to quarterback for yeah. uh, Carolina. I just saw come out. So, you know, he's going to be a little it's true rust there, right? Right yeah. on the head. Yep. Uh, I'm going to join you, though. Give me, uh, <laughs> give me a little Seattle Seahawks. Lay the six and a half. They came back last week and uh, actually looked pretty good, winning in overtime, 37-31 against the Detroit Lions. I'll take Seattle, lay the six yep. and a half. Miller. I'll take the Seahawks going back home, six and a half. One of those big, fat numbers, 12 and a half point favorites, the Cowboys on the road at Arizona. You know, Arizona at times, I mean, they've been competitive. We've all written them off. They have been competitive. This one kind of worries me a little bit. Let down wise on the road for Dallas and a competitive team that's not supposed to be However, I'm going to go ahead and lay the 12 and a half, which is a fat number. Give me the Cowboys on the road, Brent. This is a fat number on the road, but you know what? The number one highest-scoring high uh, team in the NFL is the Dallas yeah. Cowboys, putting up 70 points in the first two weeks. Their defense looks stout. As, as much as it pains me to say, they probably are the best-looking team in the NFL right now with San Francisco. I just don't. Uh, Arizona, you're right. They've, they've been hanging in there. I, uh, I'm gonna, I, uh, it's tough. I'm going to lay the 12 and a half. I'm taking Dallas. Uh, same thing. Ryan Miller. They've been doing well on both sides of the ball, being at home. Even some of the surprises I've seen out of Arizona. <laughs> What's up, Tommy? <laughs> some of the surprises we've seen out of Arizona. You know, small sparks of life. They'll not be enough to be able to stop this Cowboys team. Cowboys 12 and a half. Huge line. Steelers, Raiders. Uh, yeah. The Steelers offense, it's a struggle. Their defense just continues to be stout as hell. Highsmith, Watt up front, getting it done. They're on the road against Las Vegas. Two and a half point favorites of the Raiders. I'm going to take that two and a half. Give me the Steelers, maybe for a, a slight bit of a wake-up call offensively. And I think Pickett and Pickens have something going, but there just needs to be a little bit more robust on that offense. But still give me the Steelers, Brent, on the road. You know, Steelers' defense actually won that game they for did. them the other night, and they, they looked pretty good. Uh, Vegas, they got they they got some work to do yet, but they're going back home. That big, beautiful stadium of theirs that uh, my lovely wife and I, Lisa, will be heading out to for the Packer Monday night game in a couple weeks. I'm going to the Super Bowl with Bullseye of Ingram. Well, look at you, you one up me yeah, right now. Yes, hey, right, I, I, I hear I just you. felt like it. Yes, I, hear I felt you. like it. <laughs> you guys can all go with me. We'll, well stay in the it. same room. There we go. Love I'll it. sleep on the floor. I'm going to go against you on this one, though. I'm going to take the Raiders, laying the, just just shy of this uh, field goal. Give me the Raiders, lay the two and a half, get the cover. Miller. I'm going to stick with Brent on this one. Two and a half by the Raiders. Steelers aren't going to be able to do it on the road this time. Oh, Patsy Klein had a song. Seal had a song. This called Crazy. <laughs> Both really good songs. Incredibly different eras. But this may be crazy. you got the Eagles defending NFC Titleist. Four and a half point favorites on the road at Tampa Bay. Not a lot known about Tampa Bay, yet they're getting the job done so far Give me that four and a half and give me the Buccaneers at home this weekend. Brent, what do you think? Yeah, I just don't see this one, John. I, I, I love Is it crazy? This, it is a little crazy. Well, see you're, you're, spot on. You're, you're spot on on all yeah. that. But you're off on that pick. Okay. I think Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to cover this four and a half. Uh, again, the third highest scoring team in the NFL to date for the first couple of weeks. Philadelphia Eagles, they cover this. They win by yep. seven plus. I love me some Monday night double dips, by the way. Too. I do, too. I do. The overlapping double dips. I do, too. Oh, it gives me a bit of a sports arousal here, fellas. Ryan Miller, what do I, you got? I don't know how the Buccaneers have been getting it done, but they did. Uh, I think this is the end of that road, though. I think uh, Jalen Hurts is really going to come out and put a lot on him this game. Uh, Eagles four and a half. 
Rams and Bengals, at some point, because this has been, historically speaking, in recent history, the Bengals getting off the slow starts. I don't know if this is different, but three-point favorites at home are the Bengals. I'm going to go ahead and take those three and give me the Rams. I, I mean, it's just maybe it's still the Bengals winning the game, but, man, their offense does not look at all trustworthy to this point. And we have seen the Rams do a little something in week one on the road against Seattle. This got me thinking. So give me the number. Give me the Rams, Brent. Yeah, you know, the Bengals, they've looked horrible. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, and, and Burrow's dealing with that calf injury. So we don't know what that's even going to really entail. But they have not looked good. The Rams have been putting up some points, though. Like you mentioned, I think, uh, again, they're, they're coming, they're coming uh, away. They're a little bit away, but they're going to be a big primetime game there. I'm going to take the Rams with you, John. Give me the plus three and a half. I look for him to win outright. Miller. Ooh, wow. Going for the outright going win. The outright I like call. it. Yep. Uh, well, I had a circle. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go against you and go with the Bengals. See if I can't get ahead of you on some of these numbers. Who day? I don't have a lot. I don't got a lot of reasons why, but here we go. Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna Zul Tequila Shots. Oh, did, we, did I miss I that? You missed that one. Oh, yeah. man, I, I, sometimes I do that. Don't I thought you were coming, I thought you were coming we're back around. We're here for you. Bears Chiefs. Maybe it's because of the Bears. The Bears have been more of a soul proper than anything else so far, and certainly that's not leading to winning. On the road against Kansas City, 13-point favorites at home are the Chiefs. Uh, the, the Bears' heads are spinning, I mean, collectively right now. I don't think there's any way they're going to be close. And if there's a matchup where I'd lay that 13, it's going to be right there. Give me the Chiefs in crappy arrowhead. Brent. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one right here, and you're right on crappy arrow. Oh, I hate Lisa and I went to the game there. We stayed what this a place toilet. called the All American Inn, 45 it's a, minutes away. It's a toilet. It, it was bad. It was that bad. was great. I love Arrowhead. It's a toilet. Anyway, this game here, I, I still don't think the yeah. Chiefs have the firepower that we're used to seeing. But Kelsey's back. That definitely made a big uh, difference last week. I think you're going to see a little different Bears team this week after no. after Fields speaking up a little bit, getting back to what he was doing last year, letting him run the ball, design some more run plays where he can get out and kind of break free. I'm going to take the points in this one. I'm going to take those ugly bears from my buddy Jim Romanak, plus 13. Oh, Give me the Romy. bears. Shout out to Romy. What you got there, Miller? I'm sticking with my double-digit games. Uh, take the Chiefs. Take the big winners. All right. We know the situation as it stands right now regarding Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly, the concussion protocol, the no practice. We know that. And we know Baltimore is, if not the best team in the AFC, certainly one of the best in the NFL going right now. A home game, eight-point favorites of the Ravens. And then you factor in what might be on Sunday with the weather conditions. They are calling for, at the very least, remnants of a tropical cyclone, which is weird to me. I didn't think you said cyclone unless you were in and around Asia. I don't know. (laughs) And we're not. But anyway, uh, I'm not a weather guy, so maybe I'm wrong about that. But I am a sports guy, and I missed last week. Everybody Everybody in the world got the Texans and the Colts except for me. This one, I think, is a little bit more clear. I think it's going to be a struggle. Even though it's Menchu Mania, if it is, um, and the weather is a factor, I'm still going to lay the eight. I'm going to take the Ravens at home on Sunday, Brent. Yeah, and again, this one you got to watch. Who, who is going to be quarterback? Yeah. I think that really is a big deal here because of that weather. A little bit more mobile quarterback with Richardson. He's shown a lot in the first couple it, games, and he looked great. Is, yeah. it, is there an edge you might give if it's Menchu? Well, I mean, can you honestly say – because of the experience and, you know, this environment, whatever, is, can you give an edge over somebody in Menchu's case that's never done it before like Richardson? 
that fair? I, I, I mean, possibly you could. I mean, I just think when you're looking reaching. at this, you're, you're, you might be a little bit. I may be reaching. But again, Minshew's been, he's been a great fill, and he looked great last week. Like I said. That second was, quarter, it was magnificent. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Magnificent he's way to just take not off. as mobile as uh, no. Richardson is, and we've seen a lot of that in those first two games before he went down. I think if Richardson's playing, I kind of lean that way. But, however, I don't know that he's going to. I still think Baltimore is one of the best teams out there in the AFC that has not done truly what you thought they would this year yet. I think they cover this eight. I'll take Baltimore. Miller. Sadly, I uh, hate to say it. I'm going to stick with Brent and take Baltimore. I'd love to see the Colts come on surprise us yeah. again. That'd be amazing. But I don't think they can cover it. I was thinking about this a little bit earlier. If Minshew's the starter and they end up winning, what Monday might be like around here. I love watching Minshew so much when he does well. He is yeah. so exciting but when and, he's doing well. And it's just a, the consistency of There's doing another well. side of this. Sometimes when he does it, it's not yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Which yeah. like with anything else, yeah. I guess. I hey, like that dude, though. I really like him. Oh, no, he's fun as hell. Yeah. Man. Well, he, he talked up he Mystic Waters Campground he once. Did. So, yeah. He did. We got to get mean, him back out he, there. He made a big-time fan of you right then and right there. All right. right. Again, as of going into week three, what are we right now? I started week one, two games over 500. I think I took a bit of a nosedive. Last week, yep, you're sitting right? at fourteen, fifteen, and three. Again, we had feet. three pushes last week, so you're 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 game south of five. Where are you right now? I am a couple of games below you, John. I'm oh, sitting wow. at twelve and seventeen, so I'm not. Uh, we need to step up our game. You know what? Again, absolutely right. We've got uh, we've got uh, sixteen weeks to go, so let's uh, let's turn it up from here on out. All right, and Miller. Mr. Miller, how did I end up in one week? After week one, you were uh, seven and nine. So hey, right there. Yeah, we suck. Standard. Standard. <laughs> I think I'm up this year. <laughs> I like All right, it. Uh, Joe's Grill and Fishers ready to go tonight for th- Thursday night football, right? Giants and Niners. Yeah. As always. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Miller. Sorry, I yeah. was in another world thinking about my seven and nine. Just really, really killing it. Yeah, we have a Thursday night football coming yep. up tonight. We'll do what we always do. You know, we got uh, 20 TVs here. Yep. There's. 30 at all the other locations, so and, we'll be we'll be ready. And one of the better, this place has really become a great bourbon location, yes. right? Yeah. Like they get a so, lot of people in for bourbon. I don't know. Did I get to tell you about the Ascot Awards again this year? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah you guys, so we, absolutely. We, uh, one of our bourbons we selected was an Elijah Craig uh-huh. Barrel Proof. Oh, yeah. And we turned it and we select with uh, Naptown Bourbon Club. There's a charitable organization, so we drink a lot of bourbon to be able to, yeah. you know, give money to charity. It's, you know, it's a sacrifice we're willing to make. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, so we, we team up with them, and every year we send a bottle in the Ascot Awards, and this year, the Heaven Hill Elijah Craig Barrel Proof that we selected went against thousands of other wow. bourbons, and it wild. won the very top spot. It tied, actually, with one other bourbon, so out of about 3,000 awesome, bottles, man. it tied for the best bottle of bourbon from a bourbon club in America. That's outstanding. We are working our magic, even if our picks yeah. aren't. <laughs> so, And we have we have a new Elijah, uh, not Elijah Craig Barrel Pick coming in. Yeah. This month. This month, absolutely. So yep. uh, we're really excited to get back into this next one and see if we can't turn this into one of the best bottles in America as well. Thank it, you, Ryan. That's awesome. Yeah. Appreciate that. You're going to stay around, talk absolutely. to Kenny Arnoff here? Well, for sure. All right, coming up on the other side, Larceny Bourbon Locks, Lunazil Tequila Shots. We transition into one of the greatest drummers of all time. Kenny Arnoff is going to be a part of Farm Aid, also a big sports fan. He's in the Jim Irsay Band. Kenny joins us next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Smokey, this is not NOM. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Live City Bourbon Locks, Luna's Will Tequila Shots, Joe's Grill, Fishers today, 116 in Brooksville Road. Brent Holverson, betting analyst from Heaven Hill Distillery. I'm JMV. 
This show and Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live brought to you by Winshuler's Spreadable Cheeses, Original, Sharp, Bacon and Cheddar, Pepper Jack. That's Winshuler's Spreadable Cheeses. Find out more, get recipes, and then some. That's winshulers.com. Uh, Danny Cannell was really good. Our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna's Old Tequila Shots, outstanding. But joining us now, I can't wait. He's been on the show before, and he's going to be a part of Farm Aid with the Jim Ursay Band coming up on Saturday at Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. In fact, I believe Jim's band goes on around 549 or so. I love the fact that we're helping out the farmers per usual in Farm Aid uh, of rural, uh, certainly Indiana and then of the nation. You know how much I feel about that. And just one of the greatest drummers of all time. Kenny Arnoff joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. Hey, Kenny, thank you for the time. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Thanks for bringing me on. Anything Indiana, I love. Well, we love you, my man. And it, this goes back, I mean, all the way back, obviously, the 20-plus the years you spent in, in John's band that made such an impression on us absolutely forever. And I'm kind of curious, with the Jim Ursay band, and in, in this is something you've been doing with, with Jim and, and that group for a while. How's that going? Oh, I love it. Are you kidding? Here's the deal. Jim, Jim is a passionate passionate lover of music but like at the deepest levels this guy sees like not the just the a sides but the b sides the c sides of records he he really lives and loves music as much as he loves football and and jim and i have known each other for 35 years and um you know you know his family my family used to hang out all the time so this is just such a wonderful type of thing that he's created and he's facilitated this incredible uh, band and events, you know, you know, showing everybody his incredible museum of collectibles. Most museums, you know, they're brick and mortar and you got to go there. But Jim wants to show it around. And the next level is like, well, you know, he's got a, you know, he's got like, Gilmore's guitar and he yeah. brings it on stage and lets, you know, like Kenny Wayne Shepherd play it. Most people, if they have a museum, you know, they take a guitar and they put it behind the glass. You can't touch it. No, Jim wants <laughs> these pieces to be used and played, bring them back to life. And I love that. I mean, I mean Jim is a, a beautiful man and he is, his gen generosity and his desire and love for music as well as football, um, is, is brought all these great musicians together, and then he brings it to the public, and he's doing this for free. Nobody has to pay. You show up and enjoy what Jim has to offer. I mean, I mean come on. So Kenny Arnoff, just uh, one of the greatest drummers of all time. He's going to be a part of the Jim Ursay Band. And, and you mentioned this, Lucas Oil Stadium, um, earlier in the month and, and then prior to that in the summer in, in Boston, um, up there as well at the TD Garden. Yep. And, and really, it, it's awesome the way that he maneuvers, you know, folks in and out. Like Ann Wilson's been with him. You guys uh, played, I think, the last two dates, did you not, with Peter Wolf of Jay Giles' band. He played at his hometown of Boston and then here again at Lucas Oil Stadium. A as a musician at the level in which you are, Kenny, 
that has to be even extra special to be able to do this stuff that brings the fun back to you. I mean, you've been doing this at such a high level for so long, but this just to me seems like a really good one hell of a time, if you will. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm the most viewed guy on Access TV, and I've done so many huge events, like, you know, the, 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 the amazing producer, musical director Don Was from Was On Was, and he and I just, he, yeah. he's on my podcast. I have a podcast called The Kenny Aronoff Session. You can go on YouTube. It's Kenny Aronoff Official. But we talk about these big events where you have, like, 20 artists, you know, let's say honoring, like, uh, Greg Allman or, you know, uh, whoever it is, Johnny Cash or Merle Haggard. And Jim has kind of created that sort of same thing where you bring these great artists like a Billy Gibbons or a Kevin Cronin from uh, – you know, REO or Vince Gill or Stephen Sills or, uh, you know, um, Peter Wolf, who was amazing, uh, Ann Wilson, a buddy guy, and it goes on and on. And, oh, my God, it's so exciting. I'm still, you know, I'm still a kid in a candy store. I just love it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not one of those guys that you said it and forget it. I am just as into what I'm doing as I was when I was, you know, 27 years old. I love it. I love it. I, I, I'm born to be this guy. I'm a workaholic. I'm the type of guy who wakes up in the morning and loves what I do, but I'm the type of guy who does not want not. I do not want to turn the lights off at night because I'm loving what I'm doing. And Jim has is, is, is facilitated this incredible, you know, situation where you get to play with great music with great musicians. Hey, Kenny, Brent Holverson here with Heaven Hill Brands. How are you, man? I'm good. Good. Hey, well, I, a couple things real quick for you here. It's an honor to talk to you. I'm actually from Seymour, Indiana, so I grew up in the uh, uh, the era, right, back in the day with uh, John and you guys and the boys. And, uh, you know, you just mentioned Don Waz, right? Like, in the, I'm a big deadhead, right? So I'm a big Bob Weir guy. Oh, wow. uh, they're playing the slot, bef- the slot before you guys, uh, right. right before you guys come on. Will you guys be doing any kind of collaboration, possibly? No. But I just, Don just texted me, and I text him back. I, I'm in uh, New York. I just gave a speech. I do a corporate speaking, motivational speaking. And we were going back and forth, and I said, Don, I can't wait to check you out, man. And Don is on my podcast right now this week. Uh, well, today, Chris Angel, the, the famous magician, who was at the uh, yeah. stadium at Lucas Oil, you know, uh, last week or was it last week? And um, a couple yeah. weeks ago, right before yeah. the kickoff of uh, the Jackson, uh, you know, the Jags and uh, against the Colts. But um, Don Wars is amazing. And, and he's, he's hired me for so many things. I mean, just to name a few, Bob Dylan, Iggy Bach, uh, uh, Elton John, um, Bob Seger, and on and on. No, we won't be collaborating, but I'm going to be on the side of the stage watching him. There's no no question, and and we did we did Farm Aid together in Indianapolis million years ago, and we both I played with his band was not was, and we both played on with Iggy Pop, and I think Iggy Pop kicked Dick Clark accidentally in the ass, but maybe he didn't. Well, maybe it wasn't accidentally. <laughs> but what was funny? No, no, what was funny is he. I don't know what he said, like, you know, 
he swore or something, and it went right to commercial. That's <laughs> <laughs> classic. You know, I know, classic, I know. But anyway, uh, yeah, Don will be there. It's great. I just had him. He's one of my deepest friends, one of them, man. Super talent. You got to check my podcast. Because he starts talking about how uh, he was, like, broke, completely broke. And I hooked up with him on the Iggy Pop record in 1989. Uh, and he went off to the Grammys, you know, and he won two Grammys. He didn't expect it. He won it for Nick of Time for Bonnie Raitt. And Bonnie Raitt's career was kind of, like, done. But that record won Grammys, and then he also won a Grammy for Love Shack for the B-52s. And then all of a sudden, his phone was ringing, and he was calling me to do every record. Well, he, uh, at the time, too, I think they, they had Was Not Was. I think they created that that album, right? Nearly the same time with Spy in the House of Love yeah. and, and and all, but that, that album represented oh, yeah. back in the late 80s, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, what was that? Um, yeah. Um, Walk the, the Dinosaur. dinosaur. Was, Walk the Dinosaur yeah, was the, the 80s yeah. classic of theirs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Don was trying to produce, you know, he says it on the podcast. He was living off of his credit cards. You know what? Everybody I, I interview on my podcast, like a Bill Burr or, you know, uh, uh, Lita Ford or Kevin Cronin, Barrio or uh, Joe Bonamassa, you know, on and on and on. Everybody, D. Snyder. Everybody struggled. Everybody was down to the last minute, last second, and then something happened. And the, the takeaway from all of it is these people all were addicted and were in love with their purpose in life, the, the, what, the things that made them joyful and happy, and that was the fuel that made them work hard, be self-disciplined, and persevere. And that was the end of that. You know, they, that's what it takes to be successful. Nobody's born successful, and success doesn't land in your lap. And, um, you know, zero equals zero. If you do nothing, you get nothing. These people are the examples of they did everything, and they never stopped because they love what they do. Such a great thing, too. And, you know, seeing Don Waz and Bobby Weir together, Bob, Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers and the Wolf Pack, right? And Don is just, he's up there. He's kind of creating that vibe. And it's amazing to see him do that. And I love yeah. hearing that story uh, that you're just telling him about him right there. I do have a question for you. What is, what, what is you, what are you listening to? What do you, what do you, what's your favorite uh, music that you listen to now, past, present? What, what do you, what's, uh, what's on your stereo? Well, everybody's always asking me that because I am always trying to listen to the music that I have to record. Listen, I got off the Joe Satriani tour. I had 80 songs to learn, 80. And I write everything out. So I'm always like listening to what I, like right now, I got to figure out how I'm going to learn uh, 12 songs to record for a movie soundtrack. I, I, right now I'm, I'm at Kennedy uh, Airport, JFK in New York, Flying to Seattle. I fly to Seattle. I have to give a speech tomorrow. I have to do a sound check at 11 a.m., give a corporate speech tomorrow, then get on the Jim, one of Jim Murray's jets, fly to Indianapolis, land at 2.30 in the morning. Then I'm going to be focusing on those songs. And I wow. fly after the show, fly after the show on the, uh, uh, you know, Farm 8. I fly right back to India. I've got to get learn 12 songs 
for a movie soundtrack. So I'm, that's what I'm listening to, what I have to learn. And I have 12 <laughs> songs I have to record in October. I've got, it's nonstop for me. So I write every note out, every single note out that I have to record. I rehearse it a couple of times, I go in the studio, two takes, I'm done. Move on, next, next. So I don't have a lot of time, but if I were to have time, I always defer to, you know, my favorites, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, you know, um, Steely Dan, Stevie Wonder, um, the new stuff. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to listen to the new stuff. When people tell me to check something out, I do if I have time. But usually I'm like pencil in hand at one in the morning learning the songs I have to learn to record the next day. Oh, the legendary Kenny Arnoff joins us. He's part of Jim Irsay's band, Farm Aid, coming up at Ruoff on uh, Saturday afternoon. They'll be uh, on stage late Saturday afternoon. Hey, before I let you go, you mentioned your schedule. Are, are you guys going to hop a plane after the show and go to Baltimore and watch the Colts and the Ravens? I figured oh, that I may be on your to. schedule. Oh, I would love to. No, i got to fly home. I'm flying to Dallas, Texas. Me and Ann Wilson are going to be on Jim's jet. Uh, we're landing in Dallas, and then we landed in uh, California, and I got to start learning all these songs for this movie soundtrack. But I would love to be there for the the, uh, the Ravens. I just hope Richardson's playing for the Colts. He should be. He, he's uh, he's in, in good health, and he's a bad mofo, and I, I love that we have Richardson. <laughs> it's uh, Kenny Arnoff. Hey, Kenny, I love talking to you. How many uh, farm aids, by the way, does this make for you on Saturday? Because I know you've been a part of it with John I, I don't know. over well, the years, I too. Started, yeah. I mean, when I, I was with John, we started the first farm aid in 1986 in Champaign, Illinois, and I was there until I left John in 96, so that would be maybe 10 farm aids. And then I did a farm aid with John uh, Fogarty up in uh, at the World in Chicago, so that would be, if it was 10, that's 11. This is maybe number 12. Awesome. Great. Hey, Kenny, can't wait to see it. And uh, you have uh, safe travels. I'd love to have you back on again. Again, Kenny Arnoff uh, Sessions Podcast. Yeah, and you got great podcasts. We love those, too. I'll get that out to folks so they can check that out as well. But, Kenny, man, thanks for being cool to the show, as always, and coming on. Of course, dude. And I hope to see it, Parmate. <laughs> and you can call me anytime to come on the radio. You got it, buddy. Thanks, Kenny. All right, buddy. Take care, guys. Bye. It's Thanks, uh, Kenny Arnoff right there, the legendary drummer. There you go. That's awesome. That's a, he's a great dude. That is I mean, just cool, right? Dude. He's 70-plus years old, right? He's just right around there. Great guy. Great guy. And listen yeah. to that. Look what he's still doing. Oh, That's yeah. a full-time gig. That's a full-time gig. He's got to go from, he, you know, fly here to, out mm-hmm. to Seattle, back to here, back to California, <laughs> and learn 12 new songs after playing on stage with Jim Mercer's band. I mean, wow. And he spent 20-plus years with Mellicamp, too. <laughs> Gee. So yeah. that's a... <laughs> Pretty, pretty that's impressive. That's a challenge itself. Pretty impressive. Probably right there. Well, so, yeah. you, know, hey, you don't get to be one of the best by not doing what he's yeah, doing. Exactly. He's still doing it. I'm yep. glad you got a chance oh, to talk awesome. to him as Thank well. The Bob Ware question, he was digging on that right there. So. Don Waz is a hell of a guy. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's uh, Brett Holverster right here. Quick break. We'll come back. Joe's Grill. Mike Chappell, top of the hour. The latest on Richardson and Kelly and the outlook for Sunday. And I've told you this a little bit earlier, what it's going to be. We'll see from the standpoint of Mike Chappell, top of the hour. 93.5, 107.5, the fan. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Hey, you going to stare all day or are you going to buy something? Uh, I'm going to stare all day. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Joe's Grill, Fishers 116 at Brook School Road. Brent Halverson, JMV, thank you for joining us. Kenny Aronoff, he's uh, just one of the greatest drummers of all time in the Jim Irsay Band, coming up at Farm Aid. That's on Saturday, Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. The latest on Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly, both still in concussion protocol, neither practice today. Uh, big news of the NFL. Cowboys, uh, they're believing Trayvon Diggs suffered a torn ACL during practice today. He will undergo an MRI to confirm the injury. That is according to ESPN.com. So that was a team that was absolutely cruising and nothing goes wrong. And then obviously losing somebody of that nature is a big deal with the Cowboys, even if the Cowboys, what, big, fat, double-digit number in their matchup this weekend. But that is a big deal and a story that we shall follow. Brent Halverson rejoins. I know you really enjoyed Kenny Ardoff. I'm glad you're here for that. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing better. I mean, again, I, I say one of the best drummers you do as well mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah. I mean, what he's done, who he's played with, what he's – I mean, the, the lineup, you know, we all know about Mellencamp, but Fogarty, Melissa Etheridge, Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. I mean, he goes on and on. I was going to ask him, but the, the, the way the conversation mentioned Don was, and I'm like, well, that's a, that's a oh, Bob Weir and a Wolfpack yeah. question right there. Yep. But he played, he's, he's played, uh, you know, on studio recordings for Trey Anastasia with Fish. That's a whole other thing, too. Like, he does a yeah. lot of studio things, and to hear his schedule now at where he's at in his career, he's busy. Yeah. Holy moly. But that was cool. Thank you, you believe for, I've uh, never had Mellencamp on this show? How's that I, not happen? I, I, I can believe that, actually. <laughs> I, I actually can Why? believe that. Yeah. Hey, James, can you not get Mellencamp on this show? Why does that not happen? Oh, you know, he just you know never, how good I would be? He never responds to my messages. You know how I, you know I, how good I would be with Mellencamp? I would love to, too. I yeah. grew up in Seymour, and I, yeah. I, I, I remember running out, and, and I was probably you know 12 years old, whatever at the time. He would drive by on his motorcycle all the time. And, you know, kids like, hey, John, hey, yeah. John. Yeah, we got no time of day. <laughs> no time of day. His, his family's awesome, though. Hey, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> leave me alone. All right. Sorry, John. <laughs> I just, I, I love the fact, I, I, I wanted to be a fly on the wall when somebody first told him, um, we can't use your real name. We want to call you Johnny Cougar and see how that went. <laughs> and I know this before he broke through and everything, oh, yeah. but I, I still... There's, there was probably no joy in the room whatsoever right there. No, there not at all. But, you know, yeah. well, look what it did. It elevated yeah. him to an area that, that, you know, you can't question. I mean, back in the yeah. day, that's kind of what you had to do. You had to get a little capturing name. And yep. he did it. And then he brought it back. Nothing matters. What if it did? American Fool. No doubt going down in history as two of the bigger albums. Certainly of him, but certainly of the late 70s, early 80s of all time right there. Joe's Grill were in Fishers. Mike Chappell on the other side. So no practice for Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly today. Still in concussion protocol. Let's go ahead and start preparations for one Gardner Menchu and Menchu Manny in Baltimore on Sunday. We'll talk to Mike about that. And, hey, don't go away. Somebody's going to win Adam Sandler tickets. It is November. Gamebridge Fieldhouse, your chance to win is when I tell you to call. That's coming up at the 5 o'clock hour, 93.5107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. 
what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Oh, man, this has been awesome. I got to thank everybody who has joined us today at Joe's Grill. And we still got plenty of time for you to get here, too. Great food, Thursday night football. The Giants and the 49ers start week three of the NFL. Colts and Ravens in Baltimore coming up on Sunday. Kenny Arnoff is going to be a part of the Jim Irsay band at Farm Aid. And, and you know me, I, I come from a rural area of southwestern Indiana where farming is a big deal. And I know all the financials that surround farming and how big of an issue that has been. I mean, generationally speaking, it's not anywhere near what it used to be. And that saddens me. But I love the fact that Farm Aid, since 1986, has been trying to do something about that. And the Jim Irsay Band, along with one of the greatest drummers of all time, Kenny Arnoff, are going to be playing at Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center as a part of Farm Aid. Dave Matthews, Tim Reynolds will be there, too, as uh, Brent Holverson mentioned. Bob Weir, of course, Grateful Dead has been his staple, will be there. Uh, Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats, I know you guys all really dig that. They'll be a part of it, too. Willie Nelson, uh, Neil Young... John Mellencamp, it'll be a good time at Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center on Saturday, actually Saturday afternoon. And remember our friend Clayton Anderson will play coming up on Saturday afternoon there as well. There are many acts, and some basically go about 15 or so minutes. But Clayton Anderson will be on stage on Saturday at 12.50. 12.50 for Clayton Anderson, a part of Farm Aid but uh, Kenny Arnoff was awesome. That podcast, 107.5thefan.com. Uh, the college game with Danny Cannell. Also, this date in history when Deion Sanders lit him up in a game between the Cowboys and the Giants. We talked to Danny Cannell a little bit earlier. He was awesome as well. That podcast, 107.5thefan.com. Jay Felia be a part of the broadcast on Sunday for CBS. Jay joins us on the show tomorrow. It's a Bud Light Blue Friday. Kilroy's downtown with Rams Colts tickets to give away. Speaking of giving away, Adam Sandler tickets I have to give away a little bit later on here in the 5 o'clock hour. So listen to win. Meantime, Andy Moore, Automotive Group Pipeline from CBS 4 and Fox 59. He is Mike Chappell joining us. So I, I know that these guys could pass. Uh, the, uh, the test and be cleared at any point in time leading up to the game on Sunday, but without valuable practice time, especially for Anthony Richardson, it does seem like today them not participating and not being cleared is, is that not a spotlight on Gardner Minshew for the start coming up on Sunday? Probably and Wesley French at center as well. Yeah. Uh, again, we, we've all talked about these, these concussions, which are just, you know they're so hard to gauge. There's no there's no you know timetable on because everybody's different. But generally, if you have a a concussion on a Sunday and you play the next Sunday, it's hard it's hard to play. I was looking at my stats that I try to keep, and I've had like 26 Colts have concussions since 2016 uh, on that seven week or that seven day cycle where you get one on Sunday and you play the next Sunday. You know the 26. Three guys played, so it's it's. And Quentin was one. It was Quentin, Xavier Rhodes, and Marlon Mack. It just it just it's too quick of a turnaround, and teams are just not screwing around with these, and and they shouldn't. So and maybe even more so with, with the rookie quarterback. But I hate to say that because then it's diminishing Ryan Kelly's value. 
So it, it's really the, let's not push this. And they're, you know, they, they uh, Jelani Woods uh, got a concussion in the opener, and he passed. He went through protocol in time yeah. for the game in Houston, and they kept him out. And I just have to believe that a lot of that was was for his own well being. So. Yeah, when a guy doesn't practice on Thursday, now they, they can still do it. They, they can still go through protocol, but this isn't a, a veteran court. This isn't Philip Rivers, who, who knows the offense and can play without practicing or whatever. This, this is a young kid, and I just don't think they're going to mess with his his well being, and they shouldn't. So you know, brace yourself up for Minshew mania. Hey, it's uh, Mike Chapel on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. This is going to sound like a really bad question, and some people are probably going to get pissed. But that's, I guess, just what happens on a Thursday show with Mike Chapel here. I it, it, would you give more of an edge, considering the competition in Baltimore, in Baltimore, maybe even a weather situation? Does it give the Colts with Menchu under center maybe more of an edge and a possible upset than it would with Richardson? And nothing against Anthony. But just because they're that been there, done that mentality, is that a little bit more of an edge than that of Richardson oh, on Sunday, if that's the case? Yeah, so you're going to put your money on the Colts and, and take the points? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. No, I'm not doing I'm not doing that. But, I I, I mean, no, it, I, I it just saying, would but, stand but, to reason because of the veteran play. Well, but, but the problem is when you play a Baltimore, anybody, you need to have those three or four or five plays that really kind of – the, the, the big plays that, that open things up. And I just don't know that Minshew brings that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I keep falling back to Rick Venturi where he calls him a singles hitter, which you can take a hair if you want. But I think with, with Minshew, it's going to be primarily the old 10, 12 play drives, which are hard to do. It just, it's just hard. And Baltimore makes it even harder. You know, if, if you've got a guy like Richardson, maybe he, breaks containment, maybe he does that, and he gives you those three or four plays. The game's probably a lot uglier with Richardson because him being a rookie, but he still gives you the chance to make those handful of plays. Maybe Minshew does. I mean, uh, but it, it's just going to be difficult. And, again, then you take Ryan Kelly maybe out of the mix as well. So I, I know what you're saying. I, I, I don't like their chances either way. Uh, although Baltimore's not exactly lighting up the scoreboard. I mean, they're kind of feeling their way as well with some injuries. But, yeah, it, it's just it's, – it's, there's a lot of reasons to not play Richardson, primarily his health. You know, and now whether they, they – they, let's say they're in there and they say, yeah, he's, he, he's passed it protocol and, and he can play. I just don't think they do it. And, uh, but I, I, if Minshew gives them a better chance – it's a slightly better chance, but I still what, what's the, what's the, the spread like seven and a half or eight? I still don't think that's yep. enough. <clears throat> yeah, it is uh, an even eight. Last check, at least that's what we yeah. did our largely bourbon locks and Luna Azul tequila shots on. Um, listen, it's weird, and sometimes I guess you got to do it. Are you monitoring the weather and and what could take place in terms of wind and rain and such on Sunday? I know a lot of time and to predict that's going to be difficult but is that something to to look out for i guess as we march sure, towards they, sunday they, they do all that i mean they they look at everything and you know then you could argue whether you know a, a sloppy field benefits either team or or neither team or just it, it, what it would probably do it, it makes it, it's gonna make it tough for each team and maybe magnify the 
ball security, which is always always key. And Minshew's probably better suited to taking care of the ball because I just don't think he normally puts things at risk. But you know, once again, they need to they need to get some get some mileage out of Zach Moss. And this it's funny how they they go, they went from backs by committee to backs by Moss. <laughs> you know, he was the only yeah. running back that took an offensive snap, and that's simply not sustainable. They know that. Uh, but that in that situation, it worked. And not having Richardson in the run game, it's going to make it even even harder to, to establish that. So it, it'll be very interesting. You know, the, the, the good thing is that Minshew's been here before. It's not, you know, he, he's this will be his, like his 25th regular season start. So, and, and he's had decent statistical success as a starter. It's just that he's won like one of his last 11 starts. Uh, with Philly and and Jacksonville, of course, Jacksonville was a mess his last year. So, uh, but yeah, he, he he he'll he'll do well. He won't, you know, litter the field with with turnovers, and he'll keep him in it. And I just think it'll get to the point where the defense plays really well for a while, and then they'll get sort of worn down by the lack of offense, and then things might get away from them. But uh, should be a very curious game on Sunday. So Mike Chappell, CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Um, I, I remember back when, when I was young, I had this um, this little toy called Super Toe, Super Jock Super Toe, and you would line him up for a field goal straight on like Mark Mosley back in the day, and you yeah. would hit him on top of the helmet, and he would kick it through the uprights if you were lucky. Uh, we got a toe situation, right? With Quentin with Nelson you. right now, something yeah, and I, I saw you mention this. Is is this the type of injury situation where he probably won't practice too much during the week, but will play every Sunday? Is this going to be hanging around for the foreseeable future? Probably. This might be one of those things that you rest, sit, you rest, and then you go out and play sixty snaps, and you know you're kind of back back where you were. Uh, and again, that's it's it's not really ideal at all for a guy not to practice. But this is a guy that, that knows what's going on. And it, it, the, the, what might be more detrimental this week is that Wesley French may need, you know, working with, with Quentin that he's not going to get. But, uh, yeah, I mean, last week Quentin was no practice, Wednesday limited, Thursday, and he was full. And this week it's neither both days. We'll see tomorrow. I mean, there, there's always a chance that he doesn't practice tomorrow and, and he, he doesn't play. I don't think that's the case. I think he plays, but you just have to. You, the, the hard part when it's a toe like this is you're gonna you're just gonna pound that thing every play. It's nothing you can protect. You know, I saw him in the locker room today and he looked fine. I mean, but I remember when Marshall Falk had a was it a dislocated toe? I think it was, and people got PO'd because he there were games he wouldn't play yet he'd go out and play golf. Well, it's it's you know it's two different things. But when you're a running back, when you're when you're a, a top athlete, and you can't, you know, maybe push off the way you want on your toe, it's different. But I think Quentin plays. But that's just it's just because I go on his history of he, you know, he's one of the guys that had a concussion and came back and played, and which means nothing about him concussions because all guys are different. But but I think he plays. But I but I do think this is going to be something where. It's going to be limited practice just because the only way to get this thing healthy probably is to rest it, and you can't rest it on, on the weekends. 
is a Mike Chapel who joins us a little bit later on. Adam Sandler tickets will give away. Get a listen to win that. Mike, by the way, joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Uh, among the really nice things that went down, which were many on Sunday in that first win of the season in Houston, one of the negatives was the secondary play, and in particular that of Daryl Baker Jr. Uh, where are they with him right now? Is that one of these situations where you continue to let him go at it and see what happens, or might they have some sort of quick hook on him if things continue to go erratically downhill as they did, especially in the second half on Sunday? Yeah, it's a good question. Now, part part of the part of only part of of the second half was they've got a decent lead and they're they're playing more clock than they are aggressive yeah. defense. But but having said that, still uh, they worked him over pretty good. And we were talking in in the press room this week that, you know, and and, and people are surprised about you know about the the secondary. Daryl Baker, this is the first year he's played defense, for crying out loud. So so of course, and they've told us all along. I mean, Gus Bradley, you know, when the guy when the coordinator says, yeah, you know, we're young and we're, there's going to be growing pains. Well, that that tells you everything. What we need to see is how quickly they can get Juju Brins up to speed and. You know, Gus even mentioned, you know, he just need he needs reps. Well, he's talking practice reps, and I would like to think that, of course, we don't we don't watch practice because of the league doesn't allow us. But I would hope that during these this week, next week, or last week, whatever, that he gets more reps and then he's ready to play because you took him in the second round for a reason, and then all of his all of his off season and training camp is just you know impeded by injuries. I think the hamstring is what bothered him the most and, and it would not be fair to throw him out there without adequate, you know, reps, but then, you know, Jalen Jones. So it's just that we knew this no one should be surprised that if if and when the secondary struggles because that's what they went in to the season with. I think Kenny Moore's had two great games. Great games. And then he's he didn't practice today with the knee after practicing limited yesterday. It would not be nice if, if, if he can't play because then, then you're really inexperienced yeah. on the back end. So we'll see. But yeah, it's let's see how long they stick with uh, DJ because I think it would probably coincide with when they finally get confidence in Juju Brands and they need to get him up to speed because again they took him in the second round for a reason. What um is there a, a curious case? You've covered this team since they got here in 1984. Is there a curious case of handling Juju Brents in the fashion in which he's been handled that you can compare to, Mike, in the past of covering this team? Anybody stand out in comparison? Boy, that's a good question. Uh, Bob Sanders, remember they took him and he had a, he had a broken foot. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he was, in, he was injured. That's one thing. But this, yeah. is, this seems just well, but, like but, he's not ready for prime time. Well, but but Brent's came in here too with a with a broken wrist. Yeah, which, he which did. kept him out of the offseason work. So, yeah, it, it's I'd have to go back and look, but but now it, it's hard to think of one outside of a Sanders, which they knew again. But you knew with Sanders and you knew with Brent's. You just they really expected Brent to be ready for training camp, and then I think it was a hamstring flared up, and they were really careful to not let that thing linger, and it still lingered. Uh, but that's you know to say they didn't prepare for corner. Well, they drafted three, 
you know, and, and of course you lose Isaiah Rogers to the gambling uh, suspension. So it's just a, it's, you know, in hindsight, sure they should have signed a veteran when when they didn't, you know, when they found out the the, the indefinite suspension for for their only, you know, veteran experienced outside corner, they didn't do anything other than you know, well they did nothing. So now they're going to have to kind of work through that, and boy, there are just growing pains. And that's a position too that that if you make a mistake, you know, it's it's six points or it's it's forty yards or it's a key third and twelve conversion. And uh, you know, the, I think the defensive lines played really well. They've gotten decent pressure, not great pressure, decent pressure. But all it takes is one or two bad plays on the outside. And guys are out the gate, and that, that's that's the only problem is they, they knew this was going this was going to be an issue. It is an issue, and they you know they just simply need to get Juju Brins and even Jalen Jones more more up to speed to where they're comfortable putting them out there because it is right now you're sort of really hamstrung on on bodies that you trust putting out there against these uh, all world quarterbacks. Um, all right. Is there any point you think with this secondary situation? And I guess this is all dependent upon, you know, Kenny Moore and, you know, certainly Daryl Baker Jr. being able to play or, or, you know, getting pulled or whatever, you know, might they go out there and try to find, I don't want to say a vet. I know Bradley Roby like bounces around a little bit right now in free agency at that position, but might they be looking that direction? I know they brought in Trey Sermon, put him on the practice squad at running back, earlier this week, and obviously that probably you know, was felt regarding what's going on with Evan Hall right now, but might they do the same as far as you know, maybe a name-recognizable uh, fit for this team at, at corner at some point here? Well, they might have to get behind Dallas <laughs> with them losing Trayvon Diggs today to an ACL. Yeah. Uh, I, but, but, but then let's say they do that. Well, then they're in the same, that guy's in the same boat that Juju Brents is. Juju Brents isn't playing because he hasn't got enough reps. Well, the guy you bring in is going to have zero reps. So uh, yeah. it, it, it seems easy to say, yeah, let's bring a guy in. But, you know, Trey Sermon, running backs can really play pretty quick. You know, I think a lot of times with those guys, the only real issue is are they in, are they in football shape? You know, let's keep in mind that, and of course, this guy was a freak. But Edron really had no, no, no training camp at all. Uh, and he goes in in preseason in one game and has goes crazy against the Saints, and then he wins the league rushing title as a rookie. I think running backs can do it quicker. Now you wouldn't want him out there in pass protection, but corners. I think corners one of those spots that you just don't plug and play. You just don't. And that, whoever you bring in, if you bring the guy in, he, he's even further behind than Juju Brents is. So I'm not sure that would solve the problem. But that's why Chris Ballard gets paid the big money. All right, Trey Sermon is—is is that a possibility to be elevated too? And I, it sounded like last week Deion Jackson was on punishment, considering all but one snap was taken uh, by Zach Moss. And by the way, looked like Jim Brown compared to the week prior with that group and running back. It's amazing with, with the, 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 <laughs> the eighty-eight yards. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's yeah, such I, a big deal. That was such a big deal for me. I put that at the top of my list of things that went right and was productive that led them to that win is because it loosened some things up. Even with a bad team in Houston, if you could have loosened Jacksonville up at yes. all, 
yes. offensively with the run. That was already a winnable game. It was incredibly more winnable if you could have ran the football at all. Yeah, I won't be surprised if Sermon, if not this week, then, then next uh, get, gets elevated. And, you know, Maybe it happens this week. It's simply not good when you've got two other running backs active and the only time they get on the field is, I think, was three combined special teams plays. Uh, but but you but you cannot keep making Zach Moss your only running back. I mean, Edron James came off a little bit, I mean, not a lot. I mean, he was he was the the one back offense, you know, to the extreme. But you just can't keep having one guy be the guy. And I I wonder what it would take for them to entrust important carries to Deion Jackson again. I mean, fourteen for what's it? Thirteen for fourteen? I think it was. And and yeah. he had two fumbles. They need two fumbles, and he dropped a pass. It's just, you know, you hate to just harp on that, but when you get your chance, you you know, if you're not gonna, you know, seize the moment, don't you know, really ha- have such a bad game. And sometimes you don't get that opportunity again, or it takes, you know, an injury here or there to have it happen again. So uh, I, I won't be shocked, surprised if, if Trey Sermon is active even though it's going to be uh, you know at such a short a short time because again I, I harp on it. running backs I think can do it quicker than other positions hey Mike before I catch you loose here uh, there's a lot of what ifs um, and just some stuff I brought up at the top of the show have you allowed yourself to think about if again there's no Richardson and it is going to be Minshew which it looks like right now and he goes out there and plays well, and somehow they squeeze out a win. What, uh, Monday, what Monday is going to be like as far as who should be the starting quarterback? I, I don't view it as a quarterback controversy if that happens because I know what they need to get from Richardson. But we're talking about a fan base that has been starved for any productivity, any positivity for a long time. How much are we going to hear that if indeed Minshew plays well and maybe they do spring a road upset in Baltimore? Good for Gardner Minshew than Richardson's your quarterback. I, I just I can't go there. I, I, I I'm on those islands with you sometime. Most of the time, <laughs> this one you're on that you're on that by yourself. There's no food. There's sharks around. No, it, it no. No matter what happens, it, well, if nothing else, let's go back to what we said all along. The kid yeah. needs to play. He needs to play. And I've said from the start, I thought Minshew would give them a better chance to win a game or two more than Richardson because he because yeah. he's been there. And he, but he's got to play. And if if he's passed the concussions and that's not an issue Monday and Tuesday next week, and he's out there practicing on Wednesday, no, you go you go with him. And and then if Gardner wants to mumble, you know, when he goes home at night, you know, I, I could win some games. Okay, fine. This is this is all about Anthony Richardson playing when he, when he's healthy and getting reps and getting better as the season goes, and then next year he's really in tune. Yeah, if you if you want to go there with Minshew mania, I I can't be there with you. So Godspeed, buddy. Oh, that was a hypothetical. By the way, our good friend Rick Venturi is listening right now. And, I, and he told me he told me about my my Bradley Roby reference. That was just me bringing up just random yeah. 
like available cornerbacks right now. And I told him it was probably a, a crappy example right there. But he, but he is listening. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for his response right now from my what if scenario on Monday. So and I'm sure he'll have one. And like, you know, he'd say he'd throw some obscenities in like, are you crazy? Or, or what are you talking about? As only Rick could do. So I keep saying. I wish I had him here every day. He is oh, such, yeah. he is such a blast to talk to about this. We'll, we'll sit there because he's camp and, and just yeah. shoot the ball and all this. And he is a, a you know, his, his knowledge is so deep and all that. So and again, the fact that he and I agree that you don't take guards at number six. Uh, so, yes. But uh, yeah, I, I just I, again go back. This is all about getting riches and better, and that's reps and. Minshew only plays this year to me when Richardson can't. And when Richardson can, he needs to play. No, and, and listen, that's my take too. I just know that if if what I presented to you yeah. actually happens, then that conversation will be stratospheric d- coming d- up got, on Monday. You got a topic so. for Monday, so good for you. You got <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all day to day. Whatever topic is Monday, we'll worry about Tuesday on Tuesday. Uh, buddy, I appreciate that very much. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 Later. every Thursday right here. The latest on Richardson, Kelly, and the gang. <laughs> he just hung up the phone right there. James, he just hung up the phone? He did. <laughs> I don't think he was really fond of my scenario, was he? My what if... It's funny. Shout out to Rick Venturi, who's listening to this entire conversation right now, too, which is really awesome. Joe's Grill in Fishers 116 in Brooksville Road. It was a hypothetical is all it was right there. Quick break, and we'll come back. We got Sandler tickets before the top of the hour. Harris Hoosier Park Race of the Day, 50-50 betting and dining from Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson up for grabs. We'll find a winner coming up next. Don't go away. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Now you listen here. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Now go away. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Shout out to Q, man. Q's in the house with his Angels hat on over there. Might not dig it. Watch the bourbon locks. Ludo's will tequila shots a little bit earlier. Week three of the NFL. Joe's Grill, 116 in Brookschool Road. Brent Halverson, betting analyst here. You got to talk to Kenny Arnoff. I know you're thrilled about that. Absolutely stellar. I mean, that was fun. Stellar. You know, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. And again, I'm going to tell you what, I thought Cannell, Cannell was great on this show. Danny Cannell a little bit earlier, too. So. That's somebody we need to get back on, John. Because no doubt I would about like that. to sit here and maybe we have him do a week of picks with us. Yeah. That would be fun, right? Well, I think he does betonline.net. Sirius XM, the former Giants quarterback, had that story that had video to back it up on his Twitter account about Jim Fossil telling him to go after Dion. And he did. It didn't turn out well. It didn't turn out well at all. <laughs> right across from us, even though he's got this crappy Cubs jersey yeah, on. Yeah, I did notice oh, that. Oh, God. Um, is our good friend Jimmy. How Jimmy, are you, Jimmy? You, Jimmy, you said you wanted to come on. And you, you guys all know Jimmy out there. If you've ever been to a live show, you certainly know Jimmy. And Jimmy calls in all the time. He's uh, not only one of our great listeners, but he's also a great friend of ours, his family. 
is awesome. His dad's here as well. Um, you wanted to bring something up on the show here. So I wanted to bring up the Buddy Heald uh, situation. John. Oh, yeah, because you know where I stand on that. I but do, and I, I agree with you. I think it's hard to lose a guy like Buddy Heald just in terms of his shooting prowess. And yeah. I think um, we need to keep him around, and hopefully uh, we can and not trade him. And um, So I'm, I'm looking forward to his future with the Pacers. So. I am uh... – I understand the situation that the Pacers feel they're in right now. And with what we don't know, maybe Buddy wants more money than we can imagine right now. But as far as making it difficult, to me in this era, especially the NBA, you have to get and hold on to knockdown shooters. And I'm not talking about just in a shooting category. I'm talking about makers. This guy's a maker. He is one of the, I mean, upper echelon elite shooters in the NBA. And what I love about what he does as well when he's on the floor is, Jimmy, he causes scramble situations because he always has to be tagged. You always have to know where he is. And when I mean you get a little rotation going defensively and all of a sudden you may have two guys running at him that leaves somebody else wide open. And that is the type of respect that not a lot of guys get in the NBA. And he does. And even when he's not shooting it, I think he is effective on the floor because you always have to know where he is. And it's difficult for me to sit here and tell anybody out there, especially the way they played offensively. Now, I've whined Jimmy so much, you know, defensively. They got to get better. And Buddy can't guard either one of us right here. He, just, he simply can't. But what he does is probably maybe a couple in the NBA that do it better than he does is shoot to three. And that's the NBA game right now. Be hard-pressed for me to want to see them ship him someplace else, maybe try to find some common ground at some point to bring him here because I think offensively you're going to lose a lot. I think he's an essential offensive player, even getting into his 30s. He also, Jimmy, he does something that is also long-lasting. You can get older and still shoot. You can be knocked down. I mean, look at me. I'm 53. I'll shoot the lights out right now. You can get older and still shoot. He still has a lot of time ahead of him, and I'd, I'd be hard-pressed for the Pacers to be doing that if they think about shipping him off in some form or fashion. And you know uh, where we are blessed to have our Pacers tickets. I, I watch yeah. off the ball, too, and yeah. I just love his movement without the basketball, and, um, and I, I just love the way Buddy plays the game. So. Not a lot of guys get that defensive focus and listen are there better guys off the ball i mean hell yeah they are but you got to think about what you got with this pacer team when he causes that type of commotion on the floor then you've got a guy with tyrese halliburton that has the ball and he's gonna find these guys that are left open because buddy is getting double covered or the focus is on buddy or there's a a miscommunication defensively and two guys run at him Tyrese is going to find that open man. I, I just, they were great offensively a year ago, terrible defensively a year ago. If they just improve a little bit defensively, which they should, and Tyrese is one that needs to, to get better defensively, I just don't want to see them take away their offense and especially three-point shooting in mind. One more yes. thing for yes. you, John, before you, before you let me go. Um, in honor of our friend Kevin Bowen, who's your Ohio State Notre Dame pick? Um, 
Well, because I know Kevin and, and his fanboy state, which is cool, loves Notre Dame. I'm going to go Ohio State on the road. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing. Call in and tell him that in the morning. I will, yeah. I'm, yeah. Doing, I'm doing the Irish. Uh, I think the um, home, home yeah. field advantage will nah, be a it, factor. But. It's good. I mean, Hartman at quarterback is a huge difference. At that position, they haven't been able to lean on in a while. At home, this thing is a major focus. I mean, Ohio State – as good as they are at wide receiver, they're just not the same, obviously, without C.J. Stroud, different quarterback situation. It's going to be very difficult for them to get that road win. But just because I know where Kevin's going, I'm going to go against it. I'll take the Buckeyes. Well, I always appreciate you having me on, John. You got it, buddy. You. That's Jimmy right there, yeah, everybody. Man. Pleasure, man. Brent Halverson, that's our guy. I love Jimmy. Right He's there. awesome. Love it. Thank you for coming out, as always. We need to get you a new uh, jersey, though. Yeah, no doubt. Hopefully we get a red jersey, right? Yeah, well. We need some help there, too. You watched our guy screw the pooch yesterday. That wasn't very enjoyable. Uh, Miller, come on over here. Um, you know, right in the thick of things in terms of a, a final wild card and then blowing that lead in the ninth inning in the fashion in which they did with their closure yesterday is a little depressing. Ryan Miller joins us. Boom. See you, Jimmy. And the time we have left, talk about Boom. that menu. You mentioned it. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, so I brought you up last you time did? we were over at uh I tried Mystic to eat Water. it on the air, but I, I didn't want to eat in front of the camera. Yeah, I saw that. So you you I last time out away, you when know? I was eating all the food and Brent was mowing down with me. I'm that gonna throw him good, under the bus yeah. as we go. <laughs> so I didn't eat all the Schuler's cheese. Right. Uh yeah, you had the camera pointed right at us, and now he's sitting at home just being lazy still. <laughs> just still not coming back to work. Some people and he just watched us eat and made fun of us <laughs> right. the whole time. But yeah, we had the uh so the wonderful thing about the food trailer up there yep. at Mystic Waters is we get yep. to try out a bunch of new fun products. Uh, with that was the Nashville hot chicken sandwich we had and that smash burger. Smash burger, the and, double smash. And that Ooh. was when we did the pickle challenge of Nate's crazy That's pickles. That's right. That's right. And nobody could talk on the air for the next 10 minutes. But today you got the uh, – these are the other two things that made it on this new menu besides that brisket is the Philly cheesesteak egg rolls and the funnel fries. And obviously those go over real well. Those are good. Uh, so, yeah, just brought you some of this because, you know, we're just frying up food because we are so healthy. In our <laughs> very healthy age. is what we are. Very, <laughs> very healthy. How so, late do you guys open tonight, this weekend? Uh, we're open till 3 every single night of the week, Love no matter it. what, man. It doesn't change. Even on holidays, Thanksgiving yeah. we get open, Christmas we get open. We're always doing that. So uh, I did have real quick while I was doing these. Actually, I know that uh, whenever I'm on your show, it's wonderful because my phone just buzzes the whole time. It's all my friends are like, I love hearing you on the radio. You sound like an idiot. Whatever. Uh, but that's always all the guys in town. Your sure. reach is amazing. Uh, but I appreciate that. I actually have a friend yeah. out in Virginia that is listening today. I was talking to him earlier today, and I was like, uh, yeah, I got to leave. I got to get on this radio show here. And so uh, he looked it up online, and he is nice. out in Virginia. Who, who are we talking to in Virginia his, his right now? Anthony Torres. Oh, I What's love up, that. So, yeah. Streaming the show. All right, yeah, all the way nice. out there. So Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, thanks for coming out. Hopefully you have this, and we'll get you whatever pizza you want. What do you want? Oh, I don't for? know yet. I got to fig that, figure that out. I think normally it's like cheese. Very <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wisconsin. I'm I get my, <laughs> my kids go normally Load cheese. It up. Miller, thank you, brother. Appreciate Cheers, brother. you. I love seeing you. Ryan Thanks, Miller, Miller Joe's Grill, 116 in Brookschool. We'll come back with Brent Halverson on the other side. Harris Hoosier Park Race of the Day. 50-50 in betting and dining. Somebody here, you guys better keep this locked in. Adam Sandler tickets for the show at Cambridge Fieldhouse coming at you here before Six o'clock, ninety-three five one zero seven five. The fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob two hundred milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
The Ride with JMV. Two more minutes. They could be miles off course. That's impossible. They're on instruments. Real sweat. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, welcome back. You guys better get on the horn right now. 239-1070. James, do we have people that are jumping the gun on this thing right now? Oh, of course we do. Adam Sandler tickets. Adam Sandler will go down in history as one of the greatest interviews that have has ever been on this show. Going back to the Super Bowl, Radio Row, he came by. I believe he was touting his film, That's My Boy. And he was awesome on the show. And then he invited me to play pickup basketball the next morning at the field house. And I sat on the edge of my bed waiting. I had injured myself on Wednesday playing um, down in Greenwood. And I shot... I shot my ankle up. I ingested so many drugs. I was on so many painkillers. I mean, you it was incredible. I mean, I, there's no way I would pass a drug test that day. Sat on the edge of my bed. Call never came. Oh. His handler, Sandler's handler, uh, took my number. Said, hey, I'll call you. You just come on in. You guys, we'll, get, we'll let you in. You can play. Um, and then I get pictures from the Pacers official website and like Casey Kane NASCAR's Casey Kane was playing he was out there playing and I wasn't playing I didn't get invited now I could be really mad about that but I'm not that mad because he was a great interview on the air but I was that close to playing pickup basketball with Sandler instead you're just all high on the bed like oh, oh I, was so, I, I was stoned for the rest of the weekend <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even feel my legs right here can you, can you imagine how good I'd have been I had no idea why hey, whatsoever so uh, I would have absolutely stopped. His forte, I think, is a Tim Duncan type of 10-foot mid-range bank shot. Yeah, I would have eliminated that, you know what, right there. He's a baller too, right? No, he likes to play. He's a good, Yeah, he was such a great guy on the air, and I'm assuming that this is going to be a great show in November at Grainbridge. I want to go see that so, too. Yeah. That, that's, that's one not to yeah. miss for sure. Yeah. Amazing, too. He got cut loose by SNL. It Remember is. he got fired it's, by that, SNL. Yeah. yeah, unreal. He got fired by SNL and probably, what, what would we rank? And I know monetarily speaking, I, I can't think. I, maybe Will Ferrell makes more money than yeah. he has. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sandler tickets right there once again. Number nine at 239-1070 is that number. The Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Jim Okerson, the winner. Corkscrew was the winning horse. That paid out eleven twenty on a two dollar bet. The two dollar exacta was forty eighty. The fifty cent trifecta went for seventy seventy. Here's Hoosier Park race of the day. Racing up until through December, I should say. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino 50-50 and Betting and Dining. Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino and Anderson. The final race of the day of this week is coming up tomorrow. Anything you want to add before we get ready to bail here? Well, I got some uh, big news for our next time we meet, John. I love it. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. And this is a special one, too, because this is a combo show, right? We do our Evan Williams Tavern Tour, mm-hmm. and we tie in our Larceny Lock Missoula Shot Show. And for the first time in doing this show, we're going to be doing it at the Ale Emporium. In Castleton here. so we are The one over here, the one that direction? The one that yeah. direction. Everybody can see where you're pointing. Over yeah. here. It is in Castleton, <laughs> yep. It is uh, technically considered 86th yeah. Street, but it's right. just off Allisonville Road uh, behind the Castleton Square Mall. Gotcha. And uh, it's it's the place that's taken over all of those buildings in there. Ale Emporium Castleton. Cannot wait to get there. I mean, it's one of the, the greatest 
places to go. I mean, they, look at their TVs. They got 100 TVs there. Yep. They got a great staff, great food, and the best, some of the best wings what, out there. What are the the Hermanaki rent? Yes. What's what the other one? That you order. There's, a, there's, a, there's. A, if the guy's working, you order what? Hermanaki, uh, and then they have Hermakin, which is like. Well, a, who is the guy that that Herman. cooks when he? Is that what it Herman, is? Herman, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where it got. That's Hermanaki. the ones I got last time. It's a little spicier. Yes. Yeah. It's a little spicier. What's, what's it called again? Hermanaki. All right. Hermanaki, Hermakin. They got, they got a, they got a yeah. whole another run of it. So we'll, we'll do a little sample next week. How about that? Can't wait to Samples see Samples of uh, Heaven Hill brands and of. Ale Emporium Wings. Ale Emporium and Castleton, Brent. Great job today. Cheers, man. Yep. Brent got to talk to Kenny Arnoff a little That's bit right. earlier. Danny Cannell on the show. Mike Chappell, too. Our friend Jimmy. Great to see all of you here tomorrow. Bud Light Blue Friday. Kilroy's downtown. I got Rams Colts tickets for you. Jay Feely, among others, who's going to broadcast the game. The Colts and the Ravens on Sunday joins us coming up tomorrow. Kilroy's downtown. Bud Light Blue Friday. Tomorrow at 3, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Have a great night.